0: Bruce Lee, oh wow, came, wow, 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 and he was the wow, 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 I'm back, I'm back. The governor's back, stronger, and I'll be back stronger and better than what I ever have done. Like, I promise you, I promise you that. I didn't get nicked because I had my arm broken, and uh, although I bit a few people, like it was, it was nasty. He said, you'll be walking up the street one day like Ellsbury. you would be walking up the street there and they'll get you with a crossbow through your throat. I think I was just a hardy fella, like a hardy boy, like, you know, but I could grab people and bite them at the same time. I said, what are you in here for mugging little women? I said, you're not big boys, big boys. I said, I'm knocking on now. So what are you like? What can you do? Give the punch. He himself. Yeah. I'm looking at him. And I, I kill you. I yeah, yeah! a knife and a caution, all that like. Yeah! And he's looking at me. We he, he went wide. <laughs> then he's <was> gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> people were getting killed in the door as well. Doormen were getting shot at work, and it was it was crazy. The eighties. Everyone. The torture. and... And bumming people as a message sent out to us i thought it was disgusting like you know what i mean <laughs> they thought it was all over for me life has only just begun like the governor's coming back <laughs> you don't need that it's in your head here happiness happiness is condition of mind not a result of circumstances
1: All right, you're in for a treat today. We've got Norman Buckland, friend of Matt Legg. We did one with Matt Legg recently, both in very high regard. Norman, the governor, we've got so many just insane stories of what he's been through in his life and what he has achieved. And also at the end, you know, reflecting on how he helps wayward youths and steers them away from crime. So there's the redemption as well at the end. Uh, So huge thank you for Norman for coming on.
0: Hey, (laughs) who's the governor i'm the governor (laughs) all right and i'm coming out retirement i'm back in training 12 months i'll be back with my sparring down the governor's gym (laughs) so i've been a bit iffy the last few years but i'm back i'm back the governor's back stronger and i'll be back stronger and better than what i ever have done like i promise you i promise you that
1: Before we go back to where you grew up and all that stuff, we like to start with one of your hardest-hitting stories. And I know there was one where you fought four men with a broken arm. Is that that a good one to start with?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was – I won't mention no names because I I, I bit 69 stitches in – I'm not trying to humour violence or anything, you know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean, the youngsters and everything, I try and say no, no. But it was the way it was like, you know what I mean? Uh, and I, I got a broken arm straight. I was an idiot. I put my arm up to stop the hockey stick and it, it instead of broken the, the, the hockey stick, one bro- hockey stick did get broken because there's one down, like, but, um. Where, did, I, it, where did, did it get you on the arm? Yeah, it broke, smashed that arm. I didn't, it done a lot of damage to the other one as well, did it? but mainly across the back. I was being hitting like, oh. but uh, I could grab people and bite them at the same time. <clears throat> but, um, I think I was just a hardy fella, like a hardy boy, like, you know. It should have never happened, like, you know what I mean? I was out when one of the boys out, well, got attacked, and it was, I think it was his his fault, like. I think he aggravated them, like, and uh, he, he had it coming from them. But, of course, because they had the hockey sticks, I was trying to take the hockey sticks off them. I had them at one stage. I had the hockey sticks, and I, I was, you know what I mean? And, and the matey boy, a lot of times I get pulled into fights, and they think I can take the world out, like, you know what I mean? Because I, I rear up and I scream and everything, like. But I'm only human. I don't like, I don't want to get involved in fights. I want to keep out of fights. But um, I give them the hockey sticks back and they, they fucking carried on, like. But it was it was it was the fella's fault, Paul his name was. He, he should have kept away from it. It was his fight. And and uh, when they started throwing the hockey sticks around, I, I started protecting him in that, like. And it was firm-handed, It it's the way it went. Like I got my arm broken. Uh, um, thank God. Like I could have got nicked seriously. I remember I had to go to court as well because Dean Garrett, Dean Garrity, a mate of mine, scaffold, ex scaffolder He got um, he got nicked for the night. Like he was with his missus. Like for he, he stuck up for me. Like I didn't get nicked because I had my arm broken. And uh, although I bit a few people, like it was it was nasty. But um. My heart goes out to them and their families. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry I brought it up. Like, you know, um, I shouldn't have started. I blame myself. for sticking my neck out with someone else. And uh, God bless them all. Like, I hope they can forgive me. Like, someone told me, like, months later, he said, Norman, they have not forgotten that. I said, why? I said, what? He said, you'll be walking up the street one day, like, Ellsbury you'd be walking up the street there, and they'll get you with a crossbow through your throat, and that always, always fucking remember that, like, you know what I mean, that never, and when you bite someone, he puts 69, and he's like, I try to bite his fingers, and everything, I was, well, he went for me eyes, and that, it turned really nice, I was an ugly fighter sometimes, but the point is, you had to fight for your life, and, uh, uh, it's oh let's get off this one it's a horrible one, well, isn't
1: it? one thing to give you know and one thing about listening to your interviews is you've got a strong sense of justice and a lot of the situations you get in is because you're protecting people or yeah. they've kind of brought it on themselves
0: mm. where where did you get that sense of justice from i think it must have been my dad or or my grandmother i got brought up by my grandmother over in spain and she'd lived through the first world war and the second world war And I was a mummy boy. Well, I was fucking, I loved my mum, I did. Oh, I loved her, Siobhan, Siobhan O'Sullivan, Siobhan Buckland. And I loved her, to pieces. But at six or seven, I got sent to live with my grandmother. I think my dad could see, my dad was like my grandmother. He was a lovely fella, but they were hardy. He was born in the war, like, you know what I mean? And uh, during the war, and they were hardy people and, because I was gentle-natured. like I used to love kissing my mum and cuddling people. I used to fall in love with her. I was gentle-natured, so gentle, that me and my brother got sent over in Spain. They were splitting up. I was only supposed to go there for two weeks. I ended up going there for two years or three years to begin with. (laughs) But sometimes when someone would be from Spain coming back here, they used to drop me at the airport as a kid, as a baby, like a child, and I'd have to find my own way back here, like, although I had the tickets and everything. It was amazing because I couldn't read all right, And that, that would be going on for years. Like until I was about 14, I kept coming and going from Spain. And I used to say to my grand, we used to go uptown on the bull fights, so the bull runs, me and my brother. I was about seven. He was about eight. And, uh, They used to let all the, sometimes they let six bulls out at once and they'd be running down the street and you'd have to scarper (laughs) at the railings like, you know what I mean? Or or around, you know, back of a lamppost or, you know, it was well behind. That's why I like Philippines now, because it reminds me of Spain back in the 60s like. And uh, sometimes they'd have fire coming out the horns, a big gas can on their back. And they'd be tossing people in the air and their pants would be on fire. Oh, and I think that's the way me and my brother we used to say to my nan, we're going up El Toros and Stan El Pueblo. But was a jugar con Los Toros like? Of <laughs> course, she couldn't understand it. She was a Londoner, wasn't she? But <laughs> I but and they used the flencianos used to be up the town. They used to speak let Los Bows, Los Bows, Kenny Us, Los Bows! And that was like a Cockney accent, like. So I was right into that, like, and uh, it, the it people. People got killed, like you know what I mean. And uh, we used to say to my grandma, "We She goes, "Okay, be back, now. Don't be too late." And then we used to we used to get get a lift out of town on bicycles or a motorbike, and we used to go to all the little villages. we used to have the bull, but the bulls out. and They used to have fire come, and sometimes they used to let a little bull out, and everyone used to get their bottle up and run out, and <laughs> it was terrible. It was cruel, really. Mm. But you get brought up when you're in someone else's cr- country, like. When you're in Rome, Rome, you do what the Romans do. Of course, you know. When you go to Africa, you you respect the Africans. If you go to a country's what, what's what's uh, what's Muslim, you've got to respect the Muslims, like you know what I mean. And I was never racist. My, my grandma was never racist, obviously because they, they 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 were killing all the Jews and Gypsies. I mean, she was a she was a Gypsy. Her, her dad was um was her dad now um oh one of the Coopers uh George Cooper or Jack Cooper. The the family of Coopers anyway, they're all bare knuckle fighters. And she could see with her, like, she had a punched up face and everything. The jeans are there, like, you know. And uh they were going for it. Hitler was going for all, all the gypsies. He would have wiped the world of all the travellers. And I'll give respect to the Fury now, like, you know what I mean? Um Fury, what's his name? Fury? Tyson. Tyson Fury. He's not only a credit to the gypsies He's a credit to the human race, like you know what I mean. He does whine a bit, like when he goes to fight someone, he does take the piss, but so did Ali, like you know what I mean. And Ali, he could go in a ring and take a piss out of the white men or whatever, be racist, like and people loved him. We loved him for him. <laughs> it, he doesn't matter what he said or what he done, like you know what I mean. Uh, and it was great, you know. And hopefully, now the racism days are over, like but the grandmother. She, she was afraid about the, 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 Jews. They were wiping out the Jews and wiping out the gypsies. So she told me, son, don't tell the, the family where we come from, but we come, and she used to go back. She got brought up by her grandparents and her grandparents got poor. So we could go, we were losing hundreds of years, like, you know what I mean? Even in the 17th century, I didn't realize that a majority of the slaves over in America were Irish, mm. white Irish, like, I mean, it's, it's terrible what they've done to, the 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 blacks let alone the whites like but we was all prosecuted we was all persecuted like and 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 before well the Irish the the, the blacks the the Jews the it don't matter anyone with a bit of money everyone would turn on or, or yes yeah, life isn't it when did you start fighting and as a kid oh I was, I was fed up beating up with beaten up by girls like you know what I mean mm. yeah I got levered by a girl over in Southcourt once and uh, how old. I must have been seven or eight, you know what I mean. And um, I had to learn to fight, you know what I mean. I had to, you know, I was a, I was a mummy's boy. Like I didn't know how to fight, you know what I mean. I was, um, but I, it was in my blood. Like, I didn't realise it was going to come out until I was about fourteen. What triggered it then? Fourteen, I think my testosterone was kicking in. Mm. Like you know what I mean. And Were you this at, big
1: as well at, at fourteen? You
0: know? No, I was. Um, it was it was a shame, really, because I was such a lovely-natured like I used to get, and I couldn't read all right. write. I, I could never read all right. write. I, I just can't work it out. My nan, <clears throat> she used to get a cereal packet, like, and it'd be grey inside of a cereal packet, and she used to put it down bits at a time, and with blue ink or black ink, she used to write the letters, the alphabet, and I, it's something to, I found out years later, something I had called scoptopic sensitivity, <laughs> a colored blindness. And somehow she, she would teach me the alphabet. Like, I still don't know it, but, <laughs> and, and she spent a long time, she was good to me. She spent me the manners the way it used to be, like London and England, like the way it used to be, like, And you'd never stitch a mate up. There's something you wouldn't do, like, stitched up. I've fallen out of a few people. Uh, When I was down, I was in hospital. I was very ill. I don't think I was coming. I shouldn't have come out of hospital, really. But um, a few people went Judas on me, traitors, like, you know what I mean? And I was upset. But I forgive them, you know what I mean? I forgive them, like, you know, it's the way it goes. So as a kid, what did you fantasise about being when you grew up? Do you know... um, People, people used to go on about the Lenin McLean and Roy Shaw fight. And uh, I can remember watching that. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I'm getting a lot of, you know, I can't read all right. Like I was on the doors at an early age, Big Road Pavilion. The bloke who wrote my book said, I can't put that in. He was on the doors at 10. And I said, well, make a few phone calls. you find out I was. He said, I was, but I can't put that. I said, and I was talking to the bloke I work over Windsor now on the door. I've got my licence. you see that? They give me it back on my 60th birthday. They thought it was all over for me. Life has only just begun life. The governor's coming back. (laughs) And, um, yeah, they give me my licence on my 60th birthday. So I'm back with the doors. I'm over the moon with that. I'm just back training. I was ill for a few years, but I'm back training. It's just my solar plex now, what is burst, but I can train around that. And, um, I'm over Oxford doing a, doing, doing, looking after the markets over there. And, um, how'd you burst it? I think it's the body shots I used to take. Mm. I mean, the pro boxers, especially Matt Leg, I used to wind him up. And, and, and the YPs are the, mm. I said, on the YP wing, I said, so you're big boys, are you? So you can have a fucking row. I said, what are you in here for mugging little women? I said, you're not big boys, big boys. I said, I'm knocking on now. So what are you like? What can you do? Give us a punch. I said, throw a punch in the belly light. And bang, bang. And people like him, professional, when he was turn pro and he was fighting people like AJ and, and uh, uh, James Tony. I was going, give me light, and he didn't, and, and it just wouldn't hurt, They the pain, I think it was my grandma, she used to beat me senses with a slate skin, a uh, 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 stick, like, when I was when I was a kid, like, but I was pretty good, but, because I was a mummy's boy, and I think my old man must have had a word of her, like, just toughen the boy up, and uh, every, fuck me, I never hardly done anything wrong, she used to beat me, but it never used to hurt, I just got used to it like, that's the way it was. And you never got pocket money and you was brought up like, you know, years in the 18th century or the 17th century. Uh Crazy like, you know what I mean? And I, I had a great pain barrier. I could take a fucking hide and, and just come out of a hide. Like, I'm sure a few times I'd take a beating in the fight and the boys I was fighting with thought it was over like, he's fucking dead, he's knocked out, he's finished. But I was, carry on like you know what i mean and they'd be knackered they'd, they'd be and that's when i used to beat them back up like you know and maybe i enjoyed the hiding it was crazy i don't know but uh, um uh, um yeah yeah um roy shaw i love roy shaw him and his family uh, and uh and uh the other big fella um um what's his name lenny mclean lenny 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 bless him like yeah but um I met a, up with him a few times. Yeah,
1: he's saying that as a young person, you saw these fighters, and that's what you
0: aspired to. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought like Ali. Like I'd love to be like Ali, man with Ali and uh, and uh, Cooper. Is it Cooper? Cooper and Joe Bugner and that. But for some reason, it was the the nitty gritty street. And uh, although my dad had a boxing club, Ellsbury Medicroft Boxing Club, like, and um. Peter Garnish from Tame, I liked him, he was a good coach, Peter Garnish, Peter I love you like, he was a great coach, and he used to get me, the good fights, with the tall geezers like, I was a light heavyweight, or heavy like, and uh, about six foot, and they used to, always pick them tall like, and I used to get stuck, into their bellies, always used to stop them, with body punch, punches, and uh, although I was fighting, on the street a lot, um, I was a novice like, I I didn't have, I, I did have, I don't think I had more than 50 fights. So uh, he put me in for the novices, ABA, like. And I used to box for the home county. Then um, it was my dad, Pete Garnish from Tain. He was great. I love really high up in the ABAs. And if he gave me a fight somewhere, we could travel there for hours. Like, if I got there, like, and you look at the other bloke's thing, he said, you're not fighting him. He, he's, 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 like, he's, he's somewhere in the ABA or he's someone too special, like. And he, he said, no, that's it. And you wouldn't argue. You'd just done what he told. He could, he, you know. And he said, no, he was on the way home. He said, I'm not having that, like, you know what I mean? He said, right, I'm going for the ABA and I'm going to tell him, like, what they're up to. Like, it was strict. The, you know, th- my dad's club, Pete Garnish, even over in Bletchley Wools, A.B. Goldsmith, I used to box for A.B. Goldsmith. It was strict, very strict, like. And sometimes if if I was six six pound over or five pound over, and they say, no, we're not having that fight. Or he's had too many wins or he's had too many losers or anything like that. They used to stick me up with a bloke from uh, um, Sandy Club, Luton. Sock Stewart. Now, I've been told, Charlie, John- Charlie Johnson told me <clears throat> he's a part of the gang of the Migs. There used to be a gang from Luton called the Migs. Sa- Sunny Club he used to box for. Sock Stewart. And he must have been about six foot seven. Like He was fucking tall. And I must have fought him about a dozen times, like. But he was great. And the last time I see him is when I retired. I see him in the ABAs. He fought Joe Bugner's son. You remember Joe Bugner? He his son was on the scene. His son was good. But I think Sock Stewart stood his ground with him. But um oh, he got shot, got killed. The MiGs killed him. Like a lot of people were dead now. What you was what your I mean? first job? First job. I was on the paddle boats over in Spain, like, you know what I mean? But I used to do the markets on the fruit and, fruit and veg. And I used to go up uh, um, Spitfield Market, like, picking the fruit. And that's, I'm sure, is it Ray Hill? Is it Ray? Yeah, we've been to Ray, Ray Hill. Ray. And there used to be this big fella, like, you know, and people used to say, I can't remember the name, but I remember his face. I, remember, I can't remember he was putting the fruit on the lorry. But um, I used to look at him, like, because they they're saying that's, that's so-and-so, like, and uh, he used to look back at me, like, he used to wink or smile, like, he didn't know who I was, like, you know what I mean? But I, I I was fascinated by tough, hard men, like. But Ray was a lovely fella, like. You'd expect him to go, fuck off, you little, you know what I mean? Yeah, he still or, is like, a lovely fella. Shout out to Ray Hill. Ray Hill, yeah, total respect you, Ray. Like, I used to look up to you as a kid, like. You didn't know, obviously you didn't know who I was, like, I was only a kid going up to London. And you uh, was hard. Oh, they they used to fucking stories. They used to tell me about him. Really? A right tough. Can you remember him, like, anyone? Yeah. No, just that he used to beat everyone up. He was he was uh, <laughs> he was a tough man. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd, he I'd, he'd fight anyone. Mm. He, I think he was at the time in the middle. He went. He well uh, he was an old. He, he was he was must have been about thirty or forty then. I mean, he must be eighty now. This is must must. You know what I mean? This is going back 40 or 50 years ago. He must be 80 now. So he must be in his late 20s or 30s, like, you know. But, um, I did, he wasn't a bully, to, you know what I mean? I was only a kid, like, I used to watch him, like, you know what I mean? And they used to go around the, 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 the market, like, sizing up to each other, like <laughs> little body shots and stuff <laughs> like that. And there used to be the pub, the Jack the Ripper on the corner. And around there used to be a little calf, like, you know what I mean? And now and again, the, the, the marketers would have a, have a punch-up, like, you know what I mean? It would be someone knocked out on the floor. And my, 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 my uncle, Danny, I used to go up there, and my, my cousin, Chris Doman, he used to take me up there. And when they used to play up, he said, I've got a young lad from Ellsbury, Norman Buckland. And he said, you fuck about, like, I'll bring him up here, like. But I was only a kid, like, I didn't. And then I started meeting these giants, like, Ray, Ray, Ray. I see Ray a few times, but Ray was a lovely fella, like, although he was as hard as nails, like, he, he, would had a hard upbringing, like, you know what I mean? He was abused. It's like a lot of the YPs in prison. When I, I was there, I was surprised how many, how many people were in prison by being abused as kids, like.
1: Oh, and it's, it's, it's the root cause of crime is child abuse.
0: It, it's terrible. Yeah. And you expect, like, you know what I mean? You know, they, they should be pulled aside, like, the fucking. And and explain to them what they fucking do to kids. You know what I mean? When they do what they do, it's for life. When they abuse children or children or children, it stays in their head for life. It's a little fucking thing stays there, and they end up the rest of their lives being in in prison or, or being in the fights or. And what they've got to do is leave it behind and move on, like, you know what I mean? Or or it didn't happen, or fuck that, like, you know what I mean? But the, the abusive, like, the they've got to understand what they fucking do, like. You curse these children for fucking life, and they carry it for the rest of their lives. And it's disgusting, like. And they've got to be told. They've got to be told. You're not going to court just for a child off you're going to court for fucking destroying the child and it's not only a child it's a family like and it never goes away but you, you got to get through to some of these kids and a lot of them are dead now like You have got to get I mean? through
1: to the government because the government these people these people get caught and they get slaps on the wrists you got drugs in your house you're gonna get swat team raided yeah, 10 yeah, 20 years yeah call the cops because a woman's been assaulted or a kid's been yeah, assaulted yeah, please
0: yeah. stop Hardly do anything about it. No, no. Sickening. Absolutely sickening. And some of them, like, you know they're, they're not going to make it on the out, like. And a, a few of the boys, we had one who called Joe Knighty. Matt Legg was there as well at the time. And the screws called me and he said, look, Norman. said, we'll put you on the wings. Just keep your eye on them, like. And there's a few Londoners on the other, a few old, old gangsters. Larnold one was called, like. His boy was a good boxer as well. And uh he said, go on then, sort the kids out. They're taxing everyone like. I said, well, Who's taxing who? Like, uh, sometimes you'd have a fan, firm from uh, Luton, they'd come in like, and sometimes you'd all all over the place, like, you know what I mean? And I thought Corby, they'd come in with a Corby accent. I thought that was Scotland like. Gillespie was a, a big bloke from Corby, like. And, uh, he, he used to wear glasses, but he ended up, he's paralyzed now. They put him, they give him such a beat him, he's, he's, he, he's mentally, uh, mentally destroyed, like, you know. But, um, the, the, you, you, they're getting away with fucking murder, like, you know what I mean? And, and what they do, you, you, you're giving a kid a life sentence. What you do, you're ruining people's families. Think about what you're doing, you bastards. You're destroying life. You're fucking destroying life. A little go in the prison getting a few months ain't fuck all. You should be fucking disgusted. you should be of the human race. Uh, that's all I can say about don't know why I hate them so much. Maybe I've tried to help a few kids out and I've not seen them go through because they've ended up killing themselves or being pri- prisoned for life. And Ray Hill, like, you know what I mean? And some of the YPs I tried helping out, like, you know, what I, mean? I could understand why he was inside prison all the time. He had his, his dignity robbed from him, like. And he is a lovely bloke. I love him. To- love you to pieces, Ray. What was your first arrest? me, fuck it, I was quite innocent really, I only swang on a fucking bar, and the, the shutters come down, Kentish uh, shoe shop like, you know what I mean, and uh, I got a nick for that, but I was, I was as strong as a lion, but I was I was never, a, I, I never chored, I never taxed anyone, although I was all the work, I mean, we was working all over the place. But I never taxed and I was good as gold with the drugs. I never got involved in the drugs. Like steroids, I did for a while and I regret it. I should, I, I'm telling the kids now, don't, don't touch that shit. Don't touch the steroids. I mean, there's other stuff out there. Like there, there, there there's, uh, creating, like, you know what I mean? Stick on the create and you get same effect as that, but you you won't get the aggressive. You won't want to commit suicide when you come off it. Like it's all shit, honestly. Like it takes over your life, and it, you want to be in the gym, training, thinking about yourself and a sex. Right, you know, all the rest of your life. Like that's all the steroids do. It's it, it's disgusting. It's no different than cocaine or speed or blow. You know what I mean? You don't need that. It's in your head here, happiness. Happiness is a condition of mine, not a result of circumstances. I'm a lecturer. I've had it out the arse all my life. I've been shit and pissed and spat out, like, you know what I mean? But I don't carry that on, like, you know what I mean? I love people, like. I show them respect. I'm loyal. I keep my mouth shut, like, you know what I mean? And I do keep my mouth shut. Not at the moment, like, because I'm telling you stories. <laughs> uh, but, um... You know you got to go through life, you know. And I I had it fucking I mean, I didn't have my parents around me, I had my grandmother and um when we used to come back to England I only had my dad, but my dad used to work overtime all the time in New Orleans. New Orleans, where he used to work, so I never used to see my dad. Sometimes I'd come back for six months when I was ten years of age, or eleven, or twelve, or thirteen, and it was going like that. We had no change of clothes. I mean, the pair of underpants would last six months, like without washing them. And uh, we had a dog called Rebel, who used to rip our clothes apart, like and fucking bite us. But that was, I suppose, that was normal, wasn't it? Like. And that you'd have, you'd have next-door neighbour's dog coming in your garden and shit in your garden. But that was, that was, that was the 70s, wasn't it? The, you know, that was the 70s. That's the way of dogs
1: running around the streets.
0: Oh, the ice cream man, wasn't ice it? Ice cream like, man, trees, man. <laughs> my brother, no, I can't say. Well, my brother, he's a mason, like. He's right up there with a the mason. So I've got to keep him out of it, like. But I can remember we was all right with breakfast sometimes because someone would go out and nick all the milks off the fucking lines <laughs> and everything like. And I had my mate called Graham Woodley he used to live up the the top of the street, and a um Graham Alt used to live down that bottom line. And they were getting funny like because their bills were coming in from the the milkman like, and they were adding up like. And he's go, oh, it's rubbish. He said my old man used to kick off. I never had all that milk. Didn't have that bread. I didn't order those yogurts because it was. Someone I knew, wasn't it? And we was and all the oh it was terrible, like and they all you know, all the street I used to wear clothes out, we used to get nicked off people's lines. I thought they belonged to someone I knew, like my brother <laughs> in the house. So I used to go in his rooms and nick his clothes and the kids used to chase me down their street, they wanted their trainers back or their, 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 their... It was that bad. It was that bad. And uh, I used to go, I used to work in the market with my uncle, even at the early age of ten, eleven, twelve as one, one, soon as someone was going over to Spain, I'd jump in the car. like It wasn't goodbye to my nan, or it, was, it wasn't was goodbye to my dad or my mum. It was just jump in the car, get your passport, and you'd be off. There's no kisses or hugs or, or anything like that. And uh, my mum, bless her, like, she, she come from a hardy Irish family, like O'Sullivan's. And uh, they, they the Irish have suffered a lot of their lives, like over in Ireland, the famine... And the, the the British, you know what I mean? They 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 were pretty awful to the Irish as well. God bless their yeah. souls. Yeah. I love you, Irish. You caught people. I'm one of you. All right.
1: Your friend, of big Joe Egan.
0: I love Joe Egan. Yeah, He's yeah. A lovely, shout out to Big Joe. Joe. Big Joe, fucking love you, the governor.
1: Check his book out as well, Big Joe Egan, toughest white man on the planet.
0: <laughs> yeah, he 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 reminded me of of, of um ah oh, the big fella. What's his name now? The governor. Lenny McLean. Mm. I always called Lenny the governor, like, you know what I mean? Uh, Roy Shaw was the governor as well, like, you know what I mean? But that's from a kid, like, I've always called him the governor, like, you know what I mean? That's why I always, uh, uh Lenny, I always get, I and mean, let governor comes first before Lenny McLean, like. And uh, he used to, uh, Joe Egan's used to remind me of Lenny McLean because he's so big, you know what I mean? And he moves about, like, he's so strong, like, you know? And, uh, and he's such a lovely fella as well, such a gentleman. And you know, you can understand him, like you know what I mean, taking a few people out in a fight because he's so big. And he was a great amateur boxer as well, like I think he's three or four times Irish champion, you know. And Matt loves him, but everyone loves Joe Higgins, like he's a lovable, he's a lovable person. He's a big giant, and he's been there. He sparred with Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson. He, he he's been there, and he, he's He's been all over the world, like, and he's seen it all, and he's been involved, and uh, there should be a film out about him, really, like. And Joey Pohl, uh, the old man Joey Pohl, and my favourite, my favourites... Um, who's my favourite? The old... The Godfather. Lenny Mc... McLe- no. Um, Freddie Fo- Foreman. Freddie Foreman. Freddie Foreman. Freddie... I love Freddie. I could yeah. just sit there and listen to him for hours, like. And he reminds me of my grandmother, like. And you could see the tears in his eyes sometimes, like. He, he, his four brothers went out to war, like was in the army, like. And a ship went down, and his brother was on it, like. And that was it. That was the end of his brother. Then a few weeks later, his brother would come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was one of the survivors out of it, like. It must have been terrible for them, like. And you can understand. You know, like my grandmother, she used to beat me sensual with a snake in, but that was just the way they were. They were just tough people. Like, you know what I mean? She went, go to play with the bulls. Like, people are getting killed. I'll come back later. I'll have your tea ready. And that, that was, that was part of life. People were getting missing. My dad was a good fighter as well. Alfie Buckland. He was great. He was only five foot four, like. But he used to knock people out too quick. And when we used to do that, we even had them with Sunrise, Back to the Future, Helter Skelter. And um, we used to be working all over the country. And sometimes we used to go into London. They were so secretive, Tony Hater, it was so secretive for my brother about where we was working. We wouldn't know until the last minute. So we're up somewhere all over London, all everywhere in London, like you know what I mean? And uh they said, right, we're on someone's land, uh, you know, we we're on but well, they used to just have the paperwork with someone's manor or house or, or factory or something like. And when the police would come, they'd have all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh police would come, like, and at one stage it was um they come the in the city, isn't it? Like, all the old uh all the old uh, the, the, the the soldiers, isn't it? They call them like the soldiers, foot soldiers, and all that, like you know.
1: Is this is the Andrew Pritchard era.
0: It's it's all, all... Football yeah like football. I mean, they they used to work with Sunrise, um and a few of them had books out. And I didn't realise they they actually they were there at the Raves, like you know what I mean. This
1: wasn't Sunrise, Andrew Pritchard. He worked with that.
0: Guy. He worked with them. And um,
1: Carlson Leach. He, he
0: was Carlton Leach. Yeah. I've, Colt was lovely I know, I know Colt and like and you know it, it was all those boys like you know what I mean and they'd had books out I, thought, I, I, was, I used to say I didn't see them but they were there they were there and and Cass the big the, yeah. he, he used to have glasses on like you know what I mean I used to see him like with his glasses I was in uh, one of your films was I in a film yeah, with with uh, Alex Reed. Uh, um, Alex was a nice fella. We've had Alex on two uh, or yeah. three times now. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's lovely. They, they love him like people love yeah. him like. You know what I mean? Uh, he is a nice fella. Did you fight Alex? Oh, uh, we had a little tear up down the bottom there. Yeah, but he he did have me in a locker once. I give him credit like, and I had trouble getting out of it like. So, you know what I mean? I, he, he and um, I was telling him to throw the blows properly hard like. And do the kicks hard, but um, total respect to him. Like he, he's a lovely fella, and uh, you can't underestimate him. He, he's he he always used to say sir, so now when I see people, I call him sir, and I thought that's that's Alex Reed like because I was so impressed with him. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, they go on about cross dressing, but I have half the, half the people in the country cross dressing. <laughs> so you can't, you know what I mean? You can't <laughs> knock him. And he was in the army, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was, he was a tough, right, right, hard fella, like, you know what I mean? But a bunch of women what said to me, like, my old man and I said, you're joking. They're mates of mine. And I've never told them, like, and I'm thinking, well, you know what I mean? What they do in secret, if it's their business. Yeah, like, not harming anyone. He's got, no, they're not harming anyone. I, I think it's a common thing. I, I couldn't even get my wife's knickers over my head. I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got, I got, I, <laughs> I got this stinky pair of tights once I had to go, I used to go out and you'd have to frighten people. Like, you know what I mean? So you'd have to be, and people would know me like locally, like around Buckinghamshire, and sharing that. Like, around the county. They, they did know me, like, around the country, like, and I had this shitty pair of fucking stockings out of, out of the dustbin I got and I got there, light, like, and I knew what I had to say and this, that, and the other, light. Like. I've jumped out with, I didn't have it, wasn't loaded, didn't, didn't have the real bullets in it, a sawn of 12 boys to shout and just fucking... And I, I think this woman had these tights, must have shit these tights. It stunk. Oh, and the Jack and Danny, you could sniff the Jack and Danny as well. And I'm shouting at these, Hey, if you come back, if you fucking come back to whatever his name, Johnny's house, you'll get it. you boom, boom. You'll get it. And I'll be breathing off of, this is Jack and Danny. And and, and, and fucking, oh, this, this stench was terrible. Like, And I had it at one stage, and saying, is that you, Norman? <laughs> no, it's not me. And they fucking recognised my voice. <laughs> but that's the sort of things we used to do. Oh, it was crazy, like, you know what I mean? And I had this pair of, and someone put on they put on the thing when I was saying about Alex Reid. They said, you're saying about, but you put a pair of your wife's knickers in a stocking over my head. I said, that was for a blag, I had the stocking over my head. And I had to do that for a while, but people started knowing my voice. Well, they could see it was me, couldn't mm. they? Mm. And you'd have the other stocking hanging down. And another bloke, oh, I love the pieces, like, is uh, Buller. 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 Buller, the film, Buller? Do you ever see the film, The Governor, Ricky Buller? Grover. Ricky Grover. Yeah. No, that'll take me head off to him, like. I was more like him, like. And I, I could joke about things and see the funny side. Although, like, towards the end, it was getting out of control, the, the sunrise and uh, Back to the Future, Outer Scout, uh, the drug dealers are heavily into that. People were getting shot. I had one bloke taken up the woods and shot. Uh, um, I think it was, I loved it, the pieces. He reached out to me. I should have took him with me, Steve Francis. But it was just as dangerous on the scene I was on, like, you know what I mean? He was a dangerous boy, like. And I'll never forget him, like, because after him I met Matt Legg, like. He, he reached out to me. And I, I trained Matt Legg as a in prison like, bare-knuckle fighter. And he was a bare-knuckle fighter, and uh, he turned pro, and he fought AJ. AJ beat him, but he fuck—he tore into AJ. One of them was going to go down in the first round, and I thought it was going to be AJ. But um, you know, AJ was wild. He was really wild at the time, like he's, he's knocking everyone out in the first round, and um, Matt Leg could have taken him out, like. But then he went on to fight Tony, uh, um, James Tony was five times world champion. James Tony was never knocked out. He was a tough fella, James Tony. Five times, five different from from lightweight all the way up to heavyweight. And he fought the bloke um, who had his ear bitten off by Tyson, Holyfield. 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 And he beat, uh, Holyfield beat Tyson. And after that fight, a little while, then uh, he fought um, Matt Leg. yeah. And Matt Leg done well. He done really well. He was fighting all all the top 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 heavyweights in Britain as an amateur. Like he won the uh, all his fights. He, he won the novice ABA after a few fights. Then he fought for the ABA. I think he got to the finals. He just lost the the fight. The bloke who beat him lost to um, Paul Joyce. I think it was. Is it Paul Joyce? The big traveller, bare-knuckle fighter, like. But Matt Leg beat Ball Joyce, like. So it was, it was very close there, like. But he'd come out, he'd, he'd travel anywhere. He'd fight anyone, like. On the street or in the ring, like. But he was a lovely boy. But just like Steve Francis, he had that thing in him, like, where that aggression, you just could see it, like. And some had to knock him back. That's what I'd give him the stories about. Uh, um, you know what I mean? We had to go up and rescue someone, like.
1: When we wake up in the morning, we get out of bed, and we start our day with Koro Snacks. Koro is a healthy snacks brand focusing on bringing additive-free natural ingredients to their customers with fair prices in bulk packaging. They have everything from nut butters to free-from-baking ingredients to cooking essentials and, of course, the snacks. And the energy balls are... Delicious.
0: Oh, they're my favorite, the salted pistachio. Ooh. not to have this this
1: morning. Let's see what this one tastes Cheers. like. Cheers. Mmm, <laughs> mmm. So what makes Coro special in comparison to others? Their bulk packaging allow them to offer their customers high quality products as a fair price. For a 5% discount on Coro's products, use the code TRUECRIME, with no space in between true and crime. The link to Coros online shop is in the description box on YouTube. Thanks for supporting our sponsor.
0: He was in a hospital up London, like he'd he done a rave uh, um, house party over the Christmas. We were with Sunrise. We should have been there, like to uh, to do the party, but they thought they could do it without us, like you know, just see his ex. You know what I mean? But that's Cowboy was hanging about with these the uh, big bodybuilders. I think they're um, they were all juiced up. I don't know what they were on, like steroids and. All the other, you know, ease and coke and everything, and things started getting stupid. And they started pulling guns out, and they just it just went mad in the eighties. Just went crazy. Anyway, they they beat this fella up like nil, and We had to go to hospital like as a firm of us. I remember Chalky White. I think Chalky White was with me with me. I know, I know, uh, um, Kevin Wilson from Milton Kings, the big boy from Milton. He was the big boy as well. Like, he didn't care. I used to do the door with him all the time. I used to try and slow him down because his tent was terrible. Worse than mine, he was. Um, Mark Marsh. I've done time with Mark Marsh. I was inside with Mark Marsh. Stephen Wilson was there. You could go, you know what I mean. You could talk to these blokes anytime. Everyone knows Mark Martian. I hope he's out now. He 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 got ten years at one stage, but he got set up uh, an armed robbery like that. Someone tipped the police off. It wasn't even a real gun, and uh, they 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 got him like, and he had ten years. And I think that ruined him like. You know what I mean? Silly like. He, he admitted he was silly. So when he come out, he come to work for Sunrise, and my brother and me like. And um, it was, those for him. Mark Marsh, uh, Stephen Wilson, Kevin Wilson, uh, uh, Stephen Wilson, Kevin Wilson, and a fella called Chalky White. I didn't agree. He used to pull a blade out a lot, but he did used to frighten the fuck out of people, and he did used to use it as well. But things are wild, that's what I mean. It's, it was crazy, like, we had to go up to London and see Neil, he's in hospital. He was beaten up, tortured, he, he was in a right mess, like. And his eyes, like, he fucking mad. They'd only raped him as well, like. Uh, they'd oh. raped it. Yeah, yeah, fucking. The, this how disgusting it was getting in the 80s. Could I, I used to talk to uh, <clears throat> Freddie Foreman. He used to tell me about the days of the craze of that. I love Freddie Foreman. He's a lovely fella. And uh, I said, I said, Freddie, it's changed. He says, I know it's changed. And I could never tell him the stories. These stories I've never told before, like. But these. It's what used to go on. This is what I used to tell the YPs like, yeah, it's changed. In in the late eighties, it did change. There were people people committing suicide, getting shot, fucking thrown off bridges, and it, it was uh, it was just out of hand, like. And I regret I was amongst I was amongst the boys. Like maybe I was a leader in a way. I was always the front of the door. Like, um, thank God I didn't kill anyone. It was going that way. Thank God I got put away. And uh, I got five. Well, it was 10 years. There it was it, five and five combined. So I ended up doing five out of 10, and uh, probably three out of five. So it wasn't that bad. But, um, I learnt anger and management. And the beast, the anger what was in me, I learnt to leave, leave behind in prison. And this is what I tried to get over to the YPs, like, you know what I mean? It's not getting out and being a glamorous gangster, like, not not in the 80s. It, it all changed, like, you know, if you were sexually abused as a child, you was going to get sexually abused as an adult because some of these people didn't care, they didn't, and and raping, like, fucking dormant and stuff like that. I mean, that was the message we got put over. This is what they wanted us to see. This is what was going to happen to us. You know what I mean? Oh, no, not me, mate. You know what I mean? No, no, no. It's, it's getting out of hand, mate. So I used to call, I used to carry a sawn off, and they were pissed off from Manchester, McPhee's, to, and, 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 uh, uh, and uh, his brother was really pissed off at me as well. and They threatened to kill me as well, and uh, I was getting it from all over the place, like. So I stupid bastard I was. I used to carry a sawn-off twelve ball around and it was stupid of me. And uh, it's stupid to, to, to talk about it in front of kids or youngsters. There's nothing big about that, like you know what I mean? It's wrong. It's fucking wrong. But I was in with the wrong lot and. That's the way it went. I ended up doing prison. But I didn't turn out a nasty person. I'd help them, like, you know what I mean? In prison, even now, like, you know what I mean? People come to me and I try and talk to them, like, you know what I mean? Happiness is a condition of mine, not a result of certain senses. And uh, I used to suffer with depression, but I don't suffer it now. I've got a lovely wife from Philippines, like, and since I've been with her, like, I've I've learned happiness, And that depression, once that goes, you wouldn't think after I'm sixty now, you wouldn't think after all those years, as older person, I could be happy. But now I've got no stress there. It's beautiful. Life is beautiful. That's great. And the stories, and where all I can do is tell the stories now. But I swear to God, every weekend, even every day, it was it was a chore. It was out with the boys, on the raves, looking after uh, groups. Bloody uh, um, all the groups. Every group was. Every group was was there. Like, was the, how did
1: it start, Norman? Because you did forty five years on the doors. How did you yeah. start onto the doors? Well, it's
0: fifty actually. Like. Fifty I'd now, talk, is it? Well, it was. I don't talk. I'd say fourteen full time when I was on the doors. Yeah, but I was I was on Bedgrove uh, Bedgrove Pavilion. I was talking to the bloke I work with now. Like, my dad used to do a Friday disco in the Bedgrove Pavilion. And um he comes from Bedgrove, and the pavilion's still there. And some of the boys can remember, because it's just that I had a dad what was very handy, like. So he's bringing me up. hes mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't even call him dad. His name was Elf, and my mum was Siobhan. And that's the way we got brought up, Elf and Siobhan. And uh I used to work for Alf on a Friday night with my brother, another Elfie. And my granddad was Alfie, Alfie James Buckland. They're all Alfie James Buckland. And I've got a son I named after my dad and my granddad and my brother, <laughs> Alfie James Buckland. Yeah. He gets confused when he goes up the graveyard because he said there's so many Alfie James Bucklands. <laughs> and uh it come back with uh, the East Enders, uh, um when the East come out, they he come back the name Alfie. Alfie, Alfie Alfie what was that bloke called Alfie? Alfie something, wasn't there? EastEnders. EastEnders. East Elfie Moon, that's it. <laughs> when Elfie Moon come back, everyone started nicking the name Elfie again. So uh, um and uh, my uh my one of my daughters called Siobhan after my mum's mm. Siobhan, Siobhan, yeah
1: oh, bless like. Lovely you name know. Siobhan.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the old girl. So although they weren't there with me for a child, mm. I mean someone's looking after me now, like, and I think they've been with the they, she was not much of a mother during life, like, you know what I mean, I loved her, the pieces, loved my dad, the pieces, I was ever so loyal, I've always been loyal to people, like, I've always been, you know what I mean, I've always loved people, I've always been loyal to people, and um, since she's been dead, she's been more of a mum, like, you know, you know what I mean, she's, she's always about, like, you know what I mean, net now, like, she's got, she calls me a big baby, I said, why do you call me a big baby? She said, "Oh, you are my big baby. I said, that's what my mum used to call, oh. you know what I mean? So it's sort of come around, you know, because your parents are dying or they're dead on their on the deathbed, doesn't mean they've left you, like, you know what I mean? You know, we don't know what goes on the other side. We're forbidden. But, you know, if, if the spirits can get through to us and give us a few tips, they will. And with me, I've been lucky they have, like, you know. What was the
1: first door you worked on?
0: Yeah, that was Bedgrove Pavilion. Right? Okay. Yeah. But Bucks, Bucks Nelgo, when mm. I was 14, that was full time. Mm-hmm. I was there. And I used to do the under-18s disco with I was under-18s <laughs> up uh, Ellsbury. That was Civic Centre. <clears throat> then it was, um we, oh, Civic Centre was alive in its day, Ellsbury. We used to have uh, Madness there, Bad Manners, The Damned. Um, Susie and we used to have everyone at the Civic Centre and Dave Williams used to get me on the door there because I used to box down the club light he used to get me on the door and he's going look you know they had Bow Wow Wow there one night and he's going don't let the big boys up because they come up and smash the changing rooms Ooh. up and I remember the girl off Bow Wow Wow she must have been only about 15 she was beautiful like you know and these big heavies come up, like I said, lads. You can't come up here, like I said. What do you keep smashing up the room for, like you know? And then I was brought into it from a kid, like and uh, oh, we had everyone was there. Uh, um, the Piranhas, Bow Wow Well, uh, the Stones, all the groups all over the world were at the city. Unbelievable, Aldersbury is like you go. You go up Kingsbury Square, and they'd they'd have the um. What would they have? The, the, the red line was all the mods in that pub. And then you had the the punk rock pub. The green... Oh, the lobster pot, was it? No. No. There was um, the bikers pub. They had a bikers pub there as well. They they had... Uh, um, Britannia was uh, rockabilly's and teddy boys. The nags heads were skinheads. The, um, the green man was Punk Rockers, that's it. The Red Lime was, uh, um, fuck off, Mods. That was the Mods. And there'd be different pubs for different... So when they'd have a show on a Saturday night, the, the, the Saturday I used to be working on the market doing the Fruit and Veg, and there'd be all skinheads up there going to watch Sham 69. <laughs> then there'd be uh, all Punk Rocks going to watch uh, whatever her name was like, uh, um... Oh, Adam Ants was there and all that. Everyone was there. Like Then another night, there'd be like, another day, there'd be thousands of skinheads or punk rockers or teddy boys or rockabilly boys. I like the rockabilly. They was good, didn't they? The stray cats and everything they had out. They, they, Elsby was the place, like, you know? Did you like Ian Jory? Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was there in the blockheads, like... He was fantastic, bless him. He had some good songs out, yeah.
1: The first single I ever bought was Holidays in the Sun, Sex Pistols.
0: Sex Pistols. Yeah. Mine was the Monster Mash. The Mash,
1: the Monster the Mash. The Monster Mash, remember that? <laughs> That's the first, And
0: I took it home and I couldn't find it again. <laughs> and my dad said I had some friends home, some girlfriends. like He said, I... Oh, they picked it up and took it home with Elf them. It. And that's that's the way I learned. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you don't look after something properly, like, it's gonna get given away. You know? Um but I was mad about Slade. I took I took Nanette to see Slade the other the other Christmas. I love Slade. I don't know why, mm. but um that kept me going through that's uh it's kept me going through the 70s, like, you know, Slade was fantastic. What was life like for you in your twenties? 20s, I used to suffer with depression, but I was getting handy then, I was getting really handy, 25, Jesus Christ, I'd fight anyone, like, it really didn't, but I can say that now, I mean, I'm 60 now, but I can honestly say when I was 25 I would have fought anyone in the country, anyone in the world, I could have gone blow to blows of body punches with anyone, like, you know what I mean, and not even bothered about it, like, you know, but that was then, like, you know what I mean, that's not now, and, uh, I could have taken it better places. Like, um, that's when I should have been with uh, the crowd from London, Joey Pole's lot, you know what I mean? Because I, well, they, they would have to get people like um, uh, um, um, the big fella. What's his name now? Sugar Bean. Sugar Bean? Was it Sugar Bean, the big boxer? Four rounder, the king of the four rounders. There was Sugar, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo. That's what I would have, I love Kimbo slice. Even when I, I was I was up there fighting up London for uh, Joey Powell, I was I was in my late forties then, like, and I had I had trouble with my chest then. And I kept going to the doctors, like, and they sent me down to the hospital. And they said, You've been shot. I said, No. They said, But there's lead in your chest, like, and I'd been shot. And I've still got the lead in my chest now, I should have had it out. But um, my granddad died when he was fifty-four. Uh, heart attack. It was uh, all the things blocked, the arteries blocked and everything. So when I was fighting with Joey Pohl, I was more of a street fighter. I I loved the entertaining. Prize fighting to me was fighting. Prize fighting. You didn't have to go in there like a boxer. And they did have professional, ex-professional boxers, top ex-professional boxers there. And some of the boys were journeymen. And a journeyman was a good boy. He, he didn't matter if he won or lost. You know what I mean? And some journeymen, they'd knock some good pros out as well, like. They'd knock some good prize fighters out. So, uh, but I said, to ju- can I have some, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Kimbo Slice and and uh, and uh, he's going, no, you, you get what you're given, like. And that's it, like. And uh, one was Dave, I suppose. My, blessing my mate Dave Courtney. But um, I said, yeah, yeah. They, they said, would I take a dive? And I, I couldn't take a dive. And I think they knew it as well. But I I I would have tried for Dave because I love Dave like you know uh, what I mean How did you meet Dave? I've known him for years like he he's always you know but what they got into like the drugs and what well, I shouldn't say but what they got into they never took me Like even young Joey Paul never got me involved in in the dirty stuff like you know what I mean and I respect them for that I ain't got a bad word to say about them I mean when the old man Joey Paul died the, the the London world collapsed, like it was over, like it was all over, and it was coming away at the scenes. And uh, I had to get away, I had to get away from it. Like, I think I went up north for work up north, or I joined up with um, Spartan. Is it Spartan? And I'd give a belt out to a, a, a what was a. I remember him, a young lad, we used to get up London, books, blue eyes, tough as now, as 13 and a half stone he was, and he would fight anyone, anyway, anyone. And um, he, he he was brilliant. Gary Furby, that was it. Gary Furby. Furby, like. yeah, we've had him on as well. Gary Furby. What a lovely fella, you know. Shout out
1: to Gary Furby. Gary
0: Furby, my man. What about Paul Sykes, speaking of northerners? Paul, he was down there. He he had a night down there at um, Caesars Palace. <clears throat> he was down there. But I didn't like, I, I always had a seat with the few IPs. But I never thought I was special enough. They, I mean, Freddie Foreman would be up there, like, you know what I mean? Lan Dave Courtney, and that. And I didn't feel like I deserved to sit with them, like, because they, they were top celebrities, like, you know what I mean? The books made about them. Although I was a fighter, I never put myself in their class. So a lot of the times I was to sit down in the crowd amongst everyone else. Now and again, they used to pull me out of the crowd, like, you could tell I always had a suit on and and a bit of Tom, like, you know, I was a character. But, um, I never thought there'd be a book out or anything about, you know what I mean? And I was already the governor on the street. They knew I was the governor on the street. They all fucking knew I was the governor. I'm the governor! I'm the governor! I'm the fucking governor! And I've always been the governor on the street. But, Along come my old mate, um, oh, what's his name? Roy Shaw. Roy Shaw, and he's he said, I'll give you my belt out, mate. He said, I'll give you a belt out if you if you if you fight. They wanted to dust up on a few things, I think there was a few governors about, and they 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 wanted it back in London. And I always say, like, uh, uh, his belt is the London belt. But it was going to, to Wales, it's going up Scotland, it was going up north, it was going all over the place. It was a London belt and it belonged to London. And I've still got the belt now, Roy Shaw give me, like, you know. And no one else, Joey Paul and no, that didn't give me that. Roy Shaw give me that, okay? Let's get this straight now, boys. Okay. And I'm pissed off with some of you haters will send messages along, like, you got anything to say? You say it in my fucking face. You can come around my house. You can knock at my door. You can come out of my ring. I won't be boxing until the summer now because I still need another operation, like. I might be 60, like, but, you know, I feel sorry for some of you haters, like, you know what I mean? Because I've, I've tried to listen to you, like, and one or two of them, like, are a bit suicidal, like, you know. But when, they, when you talk with them, like, they've, they've got crimes against them. One, I was talking to him, he had crimes against them. And it was a sexual crime, and I thought, "Fuck you, fuck off, mate." And I thought, "How can you fucking, how can you, how can you even talk?" That's why I won't talk to any haters, like you know what I mean. Everyone got haters, like I love everyone, so I don't care. But if you try to reason with them, like, and some of some of them are stinky, filthy, dirty, dirty, and it's a shame, you know what I mean? It's a shame. So you know. If anyone's got anything to say, they want to go down the ring with me. You're welcome, like, You know what I mean. Matt will be come down in the summer light. Like. My, my son uh, Brandon Buster Buckland. He's he's a good boxer. He's, he's, he keeps coming down here in the mornings and training down the ring like, on the punch bag, and I, I can hear him like, You know, but I can't. I can't. I can't, I've still got another operation. I'll be out of action for about twelve months, but uh, I'll be back. The governor will be back better and stronger than ever. I'm the governor. Remember this. Who the fucking governor is, like. I'm the fucking governor, okay. Lenny McLean was, he was special. I could never live up to Lenny McLean or Roy Shaw. You know, there was Paul Sykes and there was uh, um, the the Leighton Buzzard. What were you saying about Sykes at Caesars? Yeah, he was at Caesars, like, yeah. What happened there? No, he was just there for a night out. He was there for a night out but he was um i mean people have a pop at him about in prison like. i think he shared his cell with a uh, couple of times with uh, um purple something Pur- purple acky
1: oh, purple acky but did you bump into Aki in the system
0: no, <laughs> uh, you want to measure my muscles? <laughs> no. <laughs> apparently, he's very intelligent. You know, he does a lot of legal stuff for the
1: prisoners. That's why he gets a pass on things.
0: Yeah. No. Apparently, he's very, very intelligent. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's taken in the court, the police at times, and saying, "Well, I never done nothing sexual," but they've not actually got him for anything sexual. So he got a lot of his crimes, and he, he sued the police at one stage. But he was, he did used to, he used to follow people about, stalk people. He used to um, come and
1: feel my friend's muscles in my hometown when I was a kid. <laughs> and they squat him and stuff.
0: Yeah, on top. Yeah, he, he yeah got, sit got, on top of his he, neck.
1: He got, he got banned from my hometown. This was in, like, I think, 1991, something like that. I went to America for 16, 17 years.
0: Come, Whereabouts?
1: Whereabouts? Um, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Come back front page of my news witness weekly news he's, he's, on, he's on it he's still feeling muscles I know all those years and he, he got the ban overturned for yeah, racism yeah no
0: yeah apparently he's, he's extremely intelligent right but he does stalk people there was one yeah. fella went on holiday to get away from him because he was stalking him mm-hmm. and he's the next thing he, he he got a plane and went on holiday with him like he was uh, <sighs> Terrible stalker, and someone went to hide under a train, God bless his soul, like, and got run over by the train. Mm-hmm. But um, someone, I, I I can't work him out, Purple actually at all, like. I think I'd rather, people like that, I'd rather just keep away from, like, you know. God bless him, like, you know, I I can't work him out, but he does stalk people, and he's a big intimidating man, like. It's just like the stories I told you. About some of the boys at the raves getting kidnapped and raped, and and you don't imagine it goes on, but it does go on. Like, I mean, this boy walks; he could still walk around Liverpool, and no one says anything to him. How come he can walk around Liverpool when he stalks people and and, and pesters people in that? Like, you know what I mean? It's on, but but it does go on. Like the raves, they got him recently. They shot fireworks at his head. Yeah, I see. And he didn't even blink. He, was he doing, didn't even blink. He do martial arts, would he? You see that? Bruce Lee, oh wow! Kane! Wow, wow! Wow, And he was the wow, wow, wow!
1: <laughs> a rocket, a rocket hit his head and fizzed yeah. off his head. He didn't even no. blink. Didn't even
0: blink. <laughs> he was like King Kong on top of the Alpha Tower, on top of the tower, and and then the Spitfires coming down. <laughs> I'm all like ah, I thought fucking him. <laughs> yeah, someone could have been shooting him with bullets and he would have been trying to do his, his things like. He if they can get him and saw his head out and put him on something like, take him off the street. Because he, apparently he's very intelligent. Like I don't agree what he's done in the past. Like you know what I mean. But it's all been white. White. He's, he's taken the police, everyone, the court, and won his case. Like so. Obviously he's very intelligent. Like there, there'd be a spot out there for him somewhere where he can just concentrate on what he does. Like well, you
1: in know? Walton Prison, he said to Mackie, gay." He says, "No, I'm not gay." He said, "They said, well, why don't you just get a job as a masseuse?" Yeah. And then you can feel people's muscles. You don't yeah.
0: have to stop yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You know, that when, when I'd be in prison, it don't matter if the kid was doing life, like a YP, like, was doing life, or he's in for DD. I wouldn't treat him no different, like, because, like, at the, the end of the day, I'm in there doing bird, they're in there doing bird, like, one's going to have it, hard. Oh, he's going to end up doing life. We had one boy come in, he, he, he went into a... Um, a shop uh, um, what is it now a, a shop where you get your passports done and what they post office? It? a post office like and he robbed it and on the way out he opened the door and he turned around and shot the girl in the head oh, blew no, her head off no. like you know? and he was I don't think he was going. probably still away now like oh. and, but the point is what he done was wrong but what we all done in prison was wrong but the point is I can only tell him what, what's coming up like you know what I mean what he's looking at like and uh, I used to tell him, yeah, I used to be good as gold with them, like, you know what I mean? And uh, I'd, I'd had it hard as a kid, but because I had it hard, I never dished it out on anyone, like. I was never a bully, and I could tell that to anyone here, like, I didn't bully people. I used to love people and help them. Of course, I used to give the governor all the, who's <laughs> the governor? When I used to get in the ring, like, but that was just to draw people in the ring. That was just for fights. And when I was there, I would fight. I had to fight anyone. My, I had one bloke in the crowd chat and I jumped out and knocked him out. But it was <laughs> that was he's supposed to come in the ring and fucking offer the fight me like. Not outside, like, you know. But um it's like now I don't gamble, I don't drink, I I I, I don't smoke, I don't take drugs like I'm happy with the natural gift is my wife in life. I'm happy with her, like, you know what I mean? And all I can say with these kids are going through it hard. Do the best you can. Try and do the best you can. Like. If your mum and dad's dead light like, or your close, your brother or sister, they'll contact you. You know, they're spirits, but somehow they'll contact you. They'll let you know. They'll try and guide you the right way. You know, just fill out their light. Like, don't give up on nothing Like, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And happiness can come out at a late age, even at 60, like, you know what I mean? And I'm more concerned and I'm more happier now than what I ever have been all my life, you know what I mean?
1: What about in your 30s then? You've talked about your 20s.
0: What about in your 30s? How was you? It started to be downhill a little bit. I mean, up to my 20s, twenties, uh, uh, I, I was, I was at my peak at 25, like. And I was still I could still fight anyone in the ring. Well, even when I was fifty, like fifty-five, I'd spy with anyone down the bottom, like, you know what I mean? But when I was getting older, like, instead of going out and and making a big thing about it, I used to tell them to come down the uh down the ring down the bottom there, like great big 23-foot ring, like I mean a lot of the lot of gypsies come down, they were tough boys like um Paddy Duran, he brought his boys down once. One was about fifteen. And he'd been to my fight, fight at Caesars Palace. And I thought, I think I fought AJ. But I spoke to AJ before I fought him like, and he said, you won't jump all over my head. I said, no. I said, well, what? You...? I said, listen, mate. If you come in here for an easy night and you think you're taking a dive, yeah, I will jump all over your fucking head like. And I said "It was dad now, I said, look, sir, I'll shake your hand and your brother. I said, if your son beats me, I said, I will shake his hand and you're the governor. Simple as that. I said, when you fight me, you're fighting for a belt. You're fighting to become a governor. And if you ain't got the bottle, like, if you, if you think you're just a journeyman and come in to fight me and you're going to take a dive, you can fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? And I will jump on your fuck. And of course, fucking, he wouldn't go down, would he? AJ wouldn't go down. I floored him, put him in the corner and I, he'd had about 30 fights already. Like these boys had had a few fights. And um, the fights before that, he was British champion. He fought the British champion. He was good. He won all the fights before he fought me. Uh, and I, he was a great fighter, but he was a little bit nervous. And I said, "AJ, look, if you're going to fuck me about, it, you can fuck off." Like I said, because uh, you you could have to knock me out. I want you to knock me out. And I shook his hand. His brother and his dad was there, like. And I said, who's telling you to take a dive? Like, I said, tell him to fuck off, like. And I went to see Joey, I went to see you and Ricky English. Look, right, I'm on camera now. Now you can bring them to me and I'll fucking tell you in front of them. You've had a book out, no disrespect, I love you, like. All that's happened in the past, I've always kept my mouth shut. And things, what's happened, I'll take to my grave, like. And I've seen it all, like, and you've kept me out of a lot of shit. You know what I mean? and there was one fella he got out of fucking hand like he he, um, he started fucking Roy Shaw Tina was there bless the light like, I spoke to Tina I went out with Roy uh, 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 and uh, Joey was there and we had a little party the the back, the, the bloke who done the, the train robber was, his son was there who's the bloke who went abroad he's dead now Biggs Biggs his son was there the party's for his son to get money for his dad and I, I can remember Joey calling me up and um, the other bloke from up north was there. Was it Bristol? Who's the bloke, the bald-headed bloke? He only looks, he, he, he looks a bit like you. No, he's good-looking, mind you. You might be better-looking. My old mate, I think I'm terrible for the names. Bristol? Yeah, he fell out with some fella. No, not Bristol. Um, Newcastle.
1: Newcastle.
0: He's got a bald head like Steve you. Steve Rafe. Steve Rafe was yeah. there. He can t- Steve, you can tell him this as well, like, you know and um Steve had been roughed he'd been roughed up by this gang they had some bodybuilders I mean when we used to throw parties for celebrities like and um Joey's called me straight over Norman and like fucking I was there I had another bloke with me Gary I think his name well he was an old mate and I fell out with him it's a shame really because Gary I'm sorry I fell out with you my old mate I loved you like you know what I mean and when I fell out with my, my, my second missus, like, he was friends of her, like, he didn't do nothing wrong, he was just loyal, keeping everything at the peace, like, and, uh, Gary, Gary, I'm sorry, mate, contact me, I'd love to see you again, um, I'm sorry, people I have fallen out with in the past, there's not many, but, um, yeah, Gary Rafe called, uh, no, Gary Rafe was there as well, had been roughed up, Joey called me, like, and I uh, had Gary with me, he was a big fella as well, like, and a few of the old boys, like, Norman! Norman! Governor! Oh, come on. When they called me governor, I got up, like, yeah. Uh, I used to like being called governor, like, everyone would look around, like, you know. And these fucking bodybuilders there, and Steve was being roughed. Joe was there, like. Uh, Joe, he called his brother the taller fella. He he was there. A few little firm was there, like. And I looked at these fucking big bodybuilders, and they were big fuckers, like, you know what I mean? I looked down at Joey and he had a kitchen knife, like a table knife in his hand, like, and I thought, fucking hell, Joey, like, so I didn't scream and shout. What I mean when I front people, like, is that you get in their face, like, you look at them, you just barge them or tread on their toes, like, or give them that snigger, that nasty little thing, like, you know what I mean? That you don't give a fuck. I've been doing the doors all my life, like, so I know what to do, like, you know, and Joey knew it as well, like, you know, and, uh, they backed off uh, and Steve Rafe bless his soul like you know what I mean what did you say to them I didn't say nothing I I, the look just a look I remember fucking Roy Shaw and Lenny McLean the look they gave me once Lenny McLean a Prince concert like you know what I mean and uh, um, we had trouble the security there and obviously the security brought, brought Lenny in because, uh, and it wasn't just me, it was everyone, like, he just wanted to keep the peace there. And he didn't have to say anything. And it was a stare he gave, like, you know what I mean? As if he wanted to kill everyone, like, you know what I mean? And Roy Shaw, when we buried um, Joey Pohl, the old man Joey Pohl, like, he, um, he he was there as well, like. Uh, um, when we buried the old man Joey Powell, Roy Shaw was there. And he looked at me like a volcano, like, he wanted to kill everyone, torture everyone first, then kill them, like. And I'd get in there, and I'd I'd just look in the, them in the eyes, like. You know what I mean? He won't take them off. And no matter where they move, if their head moves that way, it moves that way with them, or it moves that way with them, like. You know what I mean? And they're with their mates, like. You just look. Look. And and you think, well, it's going to kick off. You, you know, it's just, someone's going to get hurt, like. You know what I mean? It's not going to be me. And you're waiting for you. I've learned now in the doors, like. I won't hurt anyone on the doors unless they, they, they. Last night I got kicked out the ass, and the doorman stopped someone just because I'm used to the old. I go from I keep skipping things all the time. Like I was with, um, uh, um, I've got to get back to this because I can't leave this. Sorry, Joey Pole, young Joey Pole, and Ricky English. I can't let this go. Like you know what I mean? I said to you boys, like no easy fucking fights. I want to fight top boys. And I can remember you with JJ. I was rearing up on you, like. I said, this is a setup. You, you want him to take a dive. Or you're paying for him to take a fucking dive. The poor geezer, like. You know what I mean? I, I You know, the journeyman to me, I was thick as shit, like. I I admit I can tell stories, but I'm as thick as shit. And I, all the stories I tell are true. Or or I might fucking exaggerate a tiny little bit, like. You know, a tiny little bit, or... Or you know what I mean, because I can't remember everything, like, but J- uh, JJ, I like JJ, he was a lovely fella, his dad and his brother was there, I shook hands, like, and uh, I-, I think he got told to take a dive, and I fucking told him, I went mad at him, and I'll see Joey Paul, and he can't get out of this, because Joey, you can come around here with Ricky English, like, the book you read, like, bless you, I love you the pieces, fair play you, like, you know what I mean, but, you know, and the action men you tried to, make, you know, you. There was a few more action men you tried to let me fight, like, and I told them to fuck off, come down my, come down here and have the real fight, like, you know what I mean? But um, Joey can't get away, but I read I remember Joey and Ricky English, and they 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 swallowed, they shit it, like, you know what I mean? And that was just before I was getting in the ring, but my cousin, like my nan, my nan used to sit me down as a kid, like, for hours. And she's talking about the wars and this, that and the other and what it was like, like. Then you used to have a cup of tea and the uh, the tea leaves and the teas and she's going, wiggle that three times, like, you know what I mean? And she's going, well, you're going to get, a, uh, you're going to Wednesday. So this Wednesday, she says on the way to town, like, in a car, the car's going to come off the road into the bushes, like. It's going to be a bad one. The car's going to get messed up, like. You're going to be with your brother, like. Oh, fuck off, like. You know what I mean? It'll, what's... And I don't know if it's a Jewish inner or the Gypsy or something. We got a lift, hitchhike to lift the school on a Wednesday. We hitchhiked. Me and Alfie, he's a witness. And my brother, he can, now my brother can tell you all about the raves all over the country. We conquered them. We owned them. Sunrise was the big one, Mike. You know what I mean? But I keep, people keep on about me. have a book out. And on but my brother, but my brother said, oh, I'm a fucking, he's a funny handshake person. And he like I don't know, what the fucking what they call them—palm ticklers, something like. No, I total respect for them, like, because they—they are—they are—they are, the, they are the top boys, like, you know what I mean?
1: Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Here's a word from my sponsor, Beer Fifty Two. Do you fancy a free case of beer? My co-host Jen may have quit alcohol, but you don't have to keep going with dry January. You can get a case of exceptional beer from my good friends at Beer Fifty Two. Simply go to www.beer52.com forward slash S-H-A-U-N, Sean. And all you got to pay is a pittance, the postage, $5.95, to claim a free case now. I've been a member of Beer 52 for a while, and I absolutely love it. Each month, they send their members a case of unique and varied beers from a different part of the world. They've also got the Ferment Magazine. If you want to study up on breweries regions the wonderful world of beer while enjoying a phenomenal selection of fresh and tasty craft ales thank you for supporting our sponsor link is in the description box below this video on youtube
0: yeah i was letting him bang me about in the chest and his kicks and everything and he said no i said oh for fuck's sake alex i said kick me i'm telling you the kick me now kick me and um he was turning around and I, I, you know, I give Alex, uh, Alex Reed, the the, the the credit. Like about a month or two months down the line, I had a, a gut ache, and uh, I kept looking down. I thought, "What was that?" And it, it felt like a print of his his foot where he'd actually kicked me in the gut. Like yeah. the man fought for a world title. Honestly, mate, he, Alex Reed, he was such a beautiful, kind, and lovable person. Like you know what I mean. And he could have a row, like, you know what I mean? I know we knock him about cross dressing, but I think everyone cross dresses. I mean, I put a pair of her knickers on once and a stinky pair of tights. I think the woman shit them, whoever was wearing them <laughs> last! And they have a few blags of it, like, but.
1: Congratulations to Alex Reed on his family as well. And he's, oh, he's, yeah,
0: he's... lovely, mate. Alex, I love you, like. I generally talk about you, and I get a few bad people coming back to me and saying, oh, he's. But he what? He, he, Alex, you was in the army, mate. You could fucking handle yourself, mate. And uh, months later, I could still feel the kicks when you kicked me in the, in the belly and that, and the chest and that, like. And the punches were good, like, you know. And he was a decent man, like, a lovely person, like. And I love you the pieces. Total respect to you and your family and everyone out there. I love you all, like, you know what I mean? I ain't got a bad word. Uh, up to today, I've always kept my mouth shut. I let my mouth go about a, a few things, but that's years ago, and it doesn't really matter now but I've always kept the wall of silence, like, but I want people now I'm 60. I want people to know the truth, what it was like out there in the eighties. Yeah. People were getting kidnapped and fucking raped and murdered and shot. Uh, uh, Steve Francis got took up the woods and blown away. I really regret that because I wanted him to uh, take the work with me. Like, but on the door, it was uh, people were getting killed in the door as well. Dormen were getting shot at work and, it was, it was crazy. The eighties, everyone and suicidal was bad as well towards you. It was all the drugs that was going through. Like, you know what I mean? And then the steroids come in at the same time. So the, the, the door was as mad as the fucking people on the, on all the drugs. Like, and you'd watch them to see what drugs there was. One bloke used to, try dr- the used to turn up at a sunrise or out of scouter, and he used to tr- paint yourself green like the oak, and he used to hide away in the corner as you go past. You <laughs> used to jump out as a fucking Hulk. like, you think, oh my fucking god, like, you know. But some of the you, you had to laugh, and I did look after people. I was good with people. I never abused people, and even at Caesar's Palace, like, I would never take. I'd never, I'd never tax anyone. I'm not saying that was a bad thing. Some of my mates, I've got a bloke up Northwood. Some of my mate, he's uh, one of the biggest tax. Uh, he's to tax everyone, like. But that was his business. Or or dealers, if they, they were drug dealing, like, that was their business. So I didn't agree with it. There a lot of things I didn't agree with, like. but the point is you had to tolerate it or to survive. You couldn't be a goody two-shoes. You couldn't grasp people up. You had to keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? So you'd have to tolerate all this, what was going on. And some of the guys I liked, I didn't like what they were doing. But I got along with them. Like You know what I mean? It was a, still from the 60s, and the fifties, and the, it was a wall of silence, like you know what I mean. I think it's disappeared now completely, like you know. No, I mean, what happened gone.
1: With, with the road rage situation where you went up against a knife and coshes and
0: oh bless them, like yeah, well bless them. I'm saying they could have killed someone, like it was, it was terrible. Like Matt got back to me after that, it was uh, uh, one of his mates. What was supposed to. Uh, he, he he was going to be on, uh, he was going to interview him, like, you know what I mean? How did it come about, the situation? I was in the car, I was coming home, I was, I was coming back to Ellsbury, I'd just been down the gym in Wolverton, and uh, I'd been training down there, and uh, a car had overtaken me, and got in front, and slowed down, and I went to overtake it, and it fastened up, then I went to slow down, and it slowed down, and they had me on the other side of the road, and I was going around bends and everything. And I got only a little uh, 1,300, might even be 1,100, a little little, uh, escort or something like, a little tiny little car. I had a baby seat in the back seat, like, you know what I mean? And I I think I was blown because if someone come around the other side of the road, it would have been a head-on, like, if they had kids in the car, they would have been killed. It's a shame because one of the fellows, I think it was a driver, two weeks later got in a rage rage road rage and got killed, like, you know what I mean? And his mate, it was Matt Leg's mate. Matt Leg was a fantastic, I love Matt Leg to pieces. Like, if there's anyone out there you can trust and, 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 uh, and you want to go and see him box, I think he would be fighting. He's making a comeback like he's fighting again. It's Matt Leg. He's a lovely geezer. He's, he's a heart of gold. I met him as a kid when he was in prison. Like, he was going down, uh, like Steve Francis down the wrong road. I let free start free uh, Steve Francis go because I was on the the worst road, you know what I mean? The, the raves, the, the the all 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 that stuff. I was the governor at the time, and um, I thought if he joins me, like we'll be like the Cray twins, like you know what I mean? Because towards the end, wasting someone, beating someone up was part of life. So you did, know what I mean?
1: So did those guys pull over them with the knife and the cosh?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got behind them, and they pulled up, they slowed down in front, and I slowed down behind, and I thought, look, I don't want to get out of here. Like these, you can't fight in cars, can you, like, especially when you've got a, a little Fiesta, I think it was, 1100 or something, and they had a, a um, they had a fast car, a fucking uh, something special, like, you know, a little fucking race car it was. And I thought, if I turn off and race the other way, they're going to catch up with me. And, um, so I watched them, they got out their cars and he come out with a blade and the other one come out. I thought it was a little fucking arrow off a car, but it was a special, what can quite, I was stubborn. You, you could beat me senses. You could beat me the fucking pieces and I wouldn't sort of feel, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I didn't feel a lot of pain like, it. um, Another one, I can't I forget, I, I'll give a story once before. There was one what could punch because he caught me in the forehead a few times. like. And there was three what come out, or four, I think there was four, and one got back in the car and jumped in the car. But they sort of set upon me, like... Was there any words exchanged before they set upon you? Well, they were frothing, weren't they, really? like. But I feared more for myself, because like, I knew what my temp was like. You know what I mean? I was... Jesus, I was down at the gym benching three or four plates, like, yeah. I was and boxing at the same time and doing martial arts, like, and, and um, I I, uh, I thought, you silly bastards, like, you fucking come to take me on, like, you know what I mean? Did
1: you have to, like, is it just instinctive what you do next, or do you, like, well, it's
0: think- just like the doors, like, you know, every time you come out of a nightclub, those years ago, like, I used to work up London, so uh, I used to uh, work all over the place. You don't know if they're going to be there waiting for you like so you walk out like and and with these lads like they weren't proper they weren't drunk either like so it's a bit more dangerous they might have been on a bit of spear or a bit of charlie like and it was their way to intimidate people like but they thought they probably thought it was an old granddad or something like or you know what i mean or, or just a simple person they they didn't realize they'd fucked with the wrong person like. And I saw them, and I thought, oh, here we go, like, you know. And he's come over with a blade, and I, I've just grabbed hold of him, like, and i pulled the blade off him, like, and I threw him on the bonnet of the car. I was there was beating me at the same time, like, but I didn't take one at a time, like, you know what I mean? I've been polite. And, uh... I stuck the knife, I had a fucking knife and I was stuck it in his coat. I said, you're going to cut my fucking throat open. You're going to kill me. Look what it does. I ripped his fucking coat right open. his leather coat he had on like. Ripped it right over and stuck it with his throat. And what I wanted to do, I wanted to frighten the fucking shit out of him like, you know what I mean? He was over the bonnet of the car. I just threw him over the bonnet of the car. And it's fucking... It feels like a teeth, toothpicks, this fucking thing, where you press a button. It, I had it for years. My kids had it, were playing with it. I had it for fucking years in the boot of the car. I didn't know what it was. A cosh it was or something. Yeah. But it was like uh, an aerial car. <laughs> and um, uh, there was another... One called me good headshots. I forgot to put that in, like. Um What else they have? They had a cosh, yeah, a knife... And one hit in the car, like, and I was running around the car after them, so I had the fucking knife, and the, I frightened him with a knife, I did, because, oh, that's fucking, he could have killed, whoa, you, you know what I mean? It's dangerous. I don't think these boys are real fighters, like, there was expedition, expedition. do they call him, like? Exponitionist, <laughs> like. Was, was there a moment
1: when they realised they'd fucked with the wrong person? Could you see it in their eyes? The
0: bloke that was in the car, shit, he went white, like, I think he fainted, like, I'm not, that's Matt's leg. <laughs> Um, he he he, fainted. he did. He did. He fainted. He'd even admit that. So, you know what Matt done with him? Matt was a big bruiser. I trained up in prison, like, and he fought the world champions. If he comes back now, he's, he'll be nearly 50, but he'll still be like a top man, like, and I reckon he'll be back on the scene, Matt Leg. Total love you to pieces. Total respect to you. Do you know? I've taught the man to fight in prison. He's done nothing but show me respect. And he, he, he comes over with his beautiful girlfriend. I mean, even his wife was beautiful back in the days. We used to go to the box. I used to have my little kids were probably eight or nine years old. And they used to look at her legs like, I said, stop looking at her legs like. She was beautiful, his ex-wife. They said, but well, you're looking at his legs. I said, I'm not. I'm just looking at her stockings. <laughs> and Matt was a he'd proper gentleman, lovely, like yourselves. Real nice geezer like, you know what I mean? So how did it wrap up this kosh fight? It's kosh fight. Um, I was chasing around the fucking car, but I had this knife and this this kosh on me. It wasn't like me carrying tools. Like I mean, later in life I did carry a twelve bore, but that's because the fucking people were being raped and murdered. It's unbelievable. It, it, there's nothing really open up like you know what I mean. What really happened? My brother could open a big a book up with everything what happened like. But he won't, but he should help. He should open a book up. Like, you know what I mean? Let the world, let, let the world know what went on. Tony Hayter, I mean, as a kid, I used to look after him. He used to have uh, all over the shops, like arcades, like fruit machines and everything. Like, as a, as he's still at school, like, then a professional gambler, like, you know what I mean? And then, 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 then the sunrise. And it just got mental. Like, we, we were going to get. he was going to hire a ship. And take it out the sea so we could have a rave on the ship. Mm-hmm. But I was going, fucking silly cunts would jump off, jump in the sea, wouldn't they? And they'll you'll have have armbanders and people dead on your hands. They was talking about taking it to Europe and taking it to America, and it was getting so involved in, and people are disappearing and getting raped. And I mean, the the, the, the torture and rape and bumming people as a message sent out to us. I thought it was disgusting, like, you know what I mean? But the boys, I'll get back to the boys in the car, yeah. Anyway, the bloke locked himself in the car. He locked his mates out? Yeah, he locked his mates out. Then <laughs> fucking. <laughs> he locked his mates out of the car, like. He fucking shit himself. I'm looking at him, I'm, I. kill you! I. Uh, a knife and a costume, all that, like. Yeah! And he's looking at me, and we went wide. There he's gone, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> faded, like. <laughs> 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 he couldn't open the door, could he? though let his mate sit and they couldn't get away. <laughs> That's the... And I fucking, <laughs> uh, he was like raw and early, honestly. I was chasing, him. I couldn't have used it. I wouldn't have used the caution on the knife on them, right? Like. But one was good. One kept catching me with headshots, right? Like. But I think I was enjoying it by then, right? Like. And, um. <laughs> They they managed the fuck He managed. He managed. He, he obviously fucking. He, he woke up somewhere along the line and opened the door and they jumped in the car and fucking took off like. But even when I drove off after, I was worried. Might they might come back? off. so I wanted to frighten the fucking shit out of them. So like, at least I'd get home to the wife and kids. Like they wanted to come out. And, they wanted to be gangsters. You want to be a gangster? And this is what I say. If you go up London and you want to be the gangsters with the gangsters you you could you could lose everything you could lose your home your life your your wife, so think about you know what I mean it's not good it's not all the gangsters I loved all the gangsters I learned off them, and I used to be, but I wasn't never a gangster. I never taxed anyone like you know what I mean I never dealt drugs like all the it was just money fighting like the, the, all the fights the street fights so I used to get paid for the street fights uh, I was the governor, I admit that. And they knew that when I—that's why they wanted me up Caesar's Palace because already the governor. But when Joey, when, when um, um, Roy Shaw give me his belt, like you know what I mean? I loved it, like you know what I mean? It was great. And the belt come from Roy, it didn't come from Joey or Ricky English, like you know what I mean? And if you want to argue about that with JJ and the things I told you there when I pulled you because you shit yourselves, I told you like no disrespect, I love you all the pieces, like but I told you like no fake fights, my fights have got to be real, and they've got to be top boys, and I fucking told you that, okay, you know that, so don't fucking start making silly stories, when, when I started joining up with Spartan, I had to get away, the old man Joey's died, God bless his soul, London has changed, young Joe, done the best to keep it together, like, but things are, I think young Joe's in prison now, bless him, it was going that way, like, you know what I mean, People were starting the grass on every one night. It was all falling down, young Joey. And I was behind Joey. Joey knows it. If you called me tomorrow, young Joey, I'd be there to back you. And you know that as well. Ricky English, I come to you when you was banging trouble. You was in hospital. And you you, you lost, it was terrible what you was going through, mate. I was there for you. I've always been there for the boys. They can phone me up anytime. I'm always there for them. You know what I mean? I've always been loyal. always kept that wall, like, but I'm telling you now, I was the governor when I come up to London, but I won the, 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 the governor's belt in in the ring with the gloves on, like You know what I mean? I was a street fighter, although I got brought up with my, my dad's boxing club. I was a novice like everybody at I used to box for the home county, so I could box. And my cousin was saying, Norman, your dad's telling you. She used, she used to do the tea, tea leaves as well, like Carol. And do you know, when she died... A daughter called me around. I went to the funeral and everything. She said, here's the cards. I said, what? Well, she said, my mum wants you to read them. Like. I said, I'm not reading those cards. I don't know how to read the cards. She said, your, your mum my mum wanted you to have the cards, like. And it even showed in the tea leaves. I was holding the belt above my head, like, and Roy Shaw was, you know what I mean? Mm. And she said, you're going to have the three fights and you're going to win them, like, you know what I mean? She said, but don't get involved in the drug. You know, don't get involved in that. She said, it's a message by your dad. Get out there and box. Don't fight because you're messy when you fight. They don't want to see that. And I thought, well, it's the governor's belt. That's what the governor does, isn't it? Jumps all over the places and jumps out the ring and in the ring. And anyone what gets in the ring and challenges him, he fights him the next time round. That's why I used to shout, who's the governor? I'm the governor. Lenny used to shout it. Like. I used to love Lenny. I've
1: got a question about Lenny. One why was he brought in for a dispute between the security firms?
0: Security firms. It was um. London, yeah. The, 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 they wasn't um. Oh, where was it in London now? Um. We'd done the Jackson tour. That was London Arena, wasn't it? The old London. What's it called? It London. What's it called? London, the stadium in London. St- Hey? No, not the Stucklands. Mm. The old football ground in London, Wembley. Wembley. And then we done Prince, was a Wembley Arena. Yeah, it was Wembley Arena. And they were good as gold at Wembley Arena. Like, I mean, there's thousands of people there. We, I used to sneak in and watch, watch him now and again, Jackson. We used to look after the merchandise. So he used to pay us. Like, it was good in the day to say we worked with Jackson, but now. They've, they've, they've nutted him off as, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, it's a long story, Yeah, like Purple Wacky, I don't know, you know what I mean, I just, I, I'd rather keep people like that away, like, you know what I mean, no disrespect, you know what I mean, but I don't know, it's just one of those things, and Prince was there, and, um, the security in Wembley Arena were a bit funny, because I had a pass to go anywhere, because so I used to look after the merchandise, we were working for Prince, and, um, they got a bit funny about that. I had Michael Dick was a professional boxer from uh, Owlsbury. From he was an old sparring partner. Uh, there was a few guys I used to knock about with. Um, Vic Wright was another one from, from Milton Kings. He was a professional boxer. And I trained up to him for his first professional fight. All the pros, it, it's funny, really. I was a street fighter. I was an ex-amateur boxer, but any good pros there was about, like used to get in there and well, they, I've been living here for years. They used to come down and spar with me here. Yeah. And uh, Michael Dick said, look, you know, if you want to be funny about it, I'll fight you all, like. And I said, "Mike, there's no need for that. I said to the boys, like, there's no need for this, like, lads. I said, we're allowed to do this. We're allowed to go where we want. I said, I'm not going to be rude to any of you, lads, like. I said, I'm sorry about my mate. But I said, you you, you know, you can't really stop us, mate. We're doing our job. You're doing your job, like. And they were just put out because we are outsiders, and having the rule of the manor, like a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of spitefulness got in there, like with no disrespect to them. And the next night, they, they, they brought Lenny McLean in. And the bloke who, who ripped my book, what's his name now? He's a lovely fella. Lee. What's his name? Lee Worthley. Lee Worthley. He said, Yeah, he said, that's right. He said, I've like, he writ some of Lenny's books, like he said, he, he said about that, like, you know what I mean. And he was he was good as gold. Lenny was fucking a giant, like, a great big geezer. About six foot three, like, he looked the part, professional, like. I mean, a top doorman, like. I would say, you know, unlicensed boxing, like, should be, there should be a doorman thing with all the doorman, like, you know what I mean? Because he was he was king of the doorman. Lenny McLean was king of the doorman, like. I've never seen a man what looks more of a intimidating doorman than Lenny McLean, apart from Roy Shaw. They were both there. It's a shame they could have been friends, and it was a shame they weren't friends. Because I mean, they would have ruled London like, along with uh, 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 Joe, the old man Joey Powell and, and uh, Freddie Foreman. Like, it, it could have been great, like you know. But they they fell out. They're both very proud people. But um, even today, people are talking about them. Anything about Lenny or Roy on, on Facebook or YouTube, they they're, they're into it. Like. And they, they they were legends, like. But um, Lenny was there. He looked the bollocks, like. And he had a suit on, like. He, he, he uh, It's his hands. I can remember his hands were massive. And I admired him straight away. And I thought, fuck, he must be a professional minder. And he was a professional minder. And if they had trouble in the east, any, anywhere in London, if they had trouble, like, and the boys obviously said, look, the foams come in, like. One of the boys was a professional boxer and the other fella was, you know, obviously Norman Buckland or from up north or something. I was in Ellsbury. Ellsbury weren't part of London. It weren't part of up north. It wasn't part of Wales. It wasn't part... It was... Ellsbury was Ellsbury-like. I mean, from here we went from... Milton Kings weren't even built, built like, when I was doing the doors. Next thing they built Milton Kings, we used go over to Oxford, Buckingham, uh, Tame, uh, Bicester, um, all over the place. Then when Milton Kings opened up, I think the first place was the point. The point what was there. And we used to get in the point and work there, then then we started taking over the Milton Kings. We moved in the Milton Kings. Started doing all the pubs and the clubs in Milton Kings. It was great. But I was saying about Lenny McLean. Yeah, he he um I mean, if my old man taught him as a kid the box, if he got brought up and my my, my dad was there and taught him how the box as a As a kid, and he took it really uh, proper, like, I reckon Lenny McLean would have been a good professional boxer, like. I mean, I've got to give him credit, Now A lot of people knock him, like, and, uh, you know, I say, well, come on, like, you know what I mean? He, he, he he didn't get into the game as an amateur boxer or a professional boxer. He was a street fighter. And some of the boys he fought, like Paul Sykes, he was a professional boxer. I mean, his first 10 fights as a pro, he won, didn't he? And the point is a good, he came out when he was 30 years of age out of prison. You imagine if he, if he didn't go to prison and he boxed from the age of 20, like he, he fought, is it Jail Gardner? Did, who, did, who did he fight now? Was it an American guy? No, no. He he put an American bloke in a coma. That's didn't he? right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And after that, he fought. Um, who did he fight? He, he fought a uh, a uh, uh, gardner or something like that. It was called. No, it wasn't gardner. It was a heavyweight, and um, he, he he lost that fight. But you imagine if in the twenties, and he was he was a European champion. He was. And he was right, number ten in the country, number ten in the world, like. And he, he he put up a good fight with him, but he turned his back at the end and walked away. And uh, it was a shame because, I mean, there was Paul Sykes and there was Cliff Fields as well. Like Cliff was a lovely fella, but it was the drink what finished him off, like. And it was terrible because I used to want to go up and see Cliff, like he, all, all Dunstable he used to be. And, uh, and the people used just going you don't want to see him I said why not they said he's he's on the street he's like a tramp like and Paul Sykes ended up the same didn't he yeah the kids you know beating I mean? him up the kids beating the same with, with uh, I was in prison like bless I was away in prison what what prison was I in I was, an open prison I was
1: going to ask Norman before this story what were the circumstances that led to you going to prison
0: oh, it's all in the book mate yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to a-
1: <laughs>
0: listen some people play gangsters and they're not gangsters like, like I said you know people knock Alex Reid like I'm not a cross I'll put a pair of knickers over my head my wife's but but I, I'm not knocking them what they do they do like you know but there was this nasty bastard like and he was a nasty bastard he used to do the doors and when I'd go from one door to another especially in hours, he used to come along and cause a dorm and trouble like it was he, he, he and and uh we, we, we had the, the rectory where I was working the rectory. Like, they called me, I was, I was working the doors over Milton King's into the rectory, and uh, a mate of mine got beat up really fucking, uh, really, what was his name, darling? He used to mine for Howard Jones, Leroy Dennis. He was a top boy, he was fantastic. In the 70s, like, he, he's muscular, his arms, he, black fella, like. But everyone loved it. All the girls loved it. A handsome man, like. And uh, a really proper, lovely fella, like. And he'd done Howard Jones and that. He'd come back on the doors, and he was at the rectory farm. Uh, and a, a group of lads went up there, and they fucking beat him senses with a, an extinguisher and smashed his head. And he was never the same. And he, he asked me to go and work with him, like. But instead of me looking after him, he used to look after me. And he was great. We had some great doormen there, like. It was fantastic. But, um, one of the doormen like, one of the fellas would come up and beat him up. I never, I never forgive him, like. And he used to he'd take liberties, right liberties, like. And he said, mate, make out he was a top boy, like, and a gang. I, when I come out of prison, I said sorry to him and patted him on the back, like, you know what I mean? He When I went around his house, he, he um, he wasn't the gangster I thought he was when he came out of his house. I was smashing at his door, like. And I wanted to put the frighteners, and maybe shoot him in the footlight or something like that. Uh, I shouldn't be talking about it, but maybe this is the last interview I'll ever do, so I will. But when he came out of his door, he had a fucking wig on, a fucking a ninety. He was a fucking crossdresser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't fucking believe it. Like he, he wanted to be Jack, the lad, the gangster, and everything, like. Anyway, he shit himself, and he fainted. He could actually smelled where he pooed his knickers like, you know what I mean? He had, like, a red... F- oh, this, honestly, mate, these fucking perverts and cross-dressers and, and fucking and rapists and people going around, they were taking over in the 80s, like, and I couldn't believe it. And I let the shot go, like, you know what I mean? And as he's gone down, he shit his knickers, and he had his, his fingernails all painted and his lipstick, and, and I thought, fuck, his wig fell off, like... And he shit his knickers. I ended up flying, blowing a few of his plant pots away, like, you know what I mean? And his car, like, I was laughing so badly when I left, I shot his fucking car windows out a few times, like. But, no, obviously I got grassed up, like, you know what I mean? But, um, I, I fucking, I I wouldn't have killed him. He had kids, so I wouldn't have killed him, like, you know what I mean? It, it, I was just fed up with him upsetting and beating everyone up, like, he, and fucking hospitalizing people. He'd been, he'd been, you know what I mean, with the old Bill. He'd been away for a, a crippling an old uh, a policeman like. You know what I mean? And I, I I've never done no disrespect with the old Bill. I mean, my horses used to get out down my yard. They used to get on the roads, and it was always the old Bill that used to bring the horses back. Like you know what I mean? One was fucking mental. One used to bite, didn't it, and kick and everything. The net. This is my wife, the net. Come over here, say hello, darling. She's too shy. Filipino. <clears throat> My cousins and uh, a few other people tell me told me about her, like, that I'd meet her. And I thought she was going to be black from Africa. But then they said, no, long black hair, like, dark complexion. Then I thought she was going to be from um, uh, Thailand. I went looking for her, but she just come out the blue, like. It was in the tea leaves, like, just like when I was going to win the, the governor belt, like. So every fight I had, I knew I was going to win, like. So they didn't have to tell me anything. So I said, get the hardest boys. That's what I said to Ricky English and Joey Powell. Give me the good boys. Give me the proper boys. Give me the hard boys. And the boys are good, like, but I wanted, like, fucking world-class, like, you know, because I knew I was going to win. And that's like Tyson Fury, like, you know what I mean? So after you got snitched out, then how did they catch you? Oh, the, the 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 police pulled me up in the car like I come out with my hands up like you know what I mean. I had no no quarrel with the old Bill like you know what I mean, and uh I I, I had the shoot right hidden like you know what I mean, and um it was under um uh, when when I went to court they said why is the barrel shot shot off uh, uh sawn off the 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 fucking uh, the gun I said the. To fit it into the hole. <laughs> it was too long. Yeah. And they said, "What'd you have the gun for?" I said, "It was an antique." Listen, I it was wrong. Any any youngsters watching this, you know, I went into a stupid thing in the eighties, like, and it was for money. Like, I was illiterate, so I wasn't doing it for fame or fucking anything else. Like, it was for money, and I had kids to feed, and I was caught up in the wrong sort of thing. Like, I was the governor, like early on you know, before I become the governor of the ring as well, like, so, you know, I've got the belts, i still got the belts now, do you want to get the belts darling? Yeah, I've got the belt Roy Shaw give me, and, um, Gary Furby, Gary Furby, I passed the belt down to him, but he, he that was the, 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 um, Roy Shaw belt was, it was the governor belt of London, so I had the other belt out to say, like, this is worldwide, like, you know what I mean? It can go any country, and it can go ever to what, you know what I mean? Black, white, Asian, whoever it is, any country, to anyone. And Gary Furby, he was a good boxer. He's yeah, a we've had him boy. on. Good, he good was. You know, he's really underestimated Gary Furby, like, you know what I mean? And I see him come out, and he fought some pros, ex-pros, like, you know what I mean? Some top pros, what I've been about for a long, long time, and he would stand there and he'd he'd go the full distance with them, like, and uh, that was that that was he obviously got trained by his uncle, but that was the ability of him, like this is how how he could, and some of these even fought for European titles and everything, and he used to get in there, to, and um, that was it, come and show them, darling. Wow, look at that! That's the one, Roy Shaw, gave me. And that was Roy Shaw giving me that, okay. And this is the Spartan. What grief? So it's one comfort the Spartan. There was a the bare knuckle fighting. Wow. I was king of the street with the bare knuckles. That was the governor, me. King of the ring on license. That's the governor, that's me. I'm getting out late in life. So I can tell you the truth and how it was. That's the way it was like. And I got a thank to everyone like, you know what I mean? Even though I didn't speak the Lenny like, love your pieces like, thank you for, for for watching you as a kid like to give me that you know, I thought, who's gonna spit at him? Who's gonna swear at him? Who's gonna abuse him? Who's gonna call him a tramp who walks down the road? You know what I mean? Who's gonna When I used to sit in Bedgrove school when I used to come back now and again? When I used to sit down, is it, what What do they have in the morning, what, is assembly, is it assembly, mm-hmm. we all sit down, I used to sit down, like, and the dogs used to piss over, shit over my clothes, like, Rebel used to rip them up as well, it was not a good life, and everyone used to sit two or three foot around me, like, you know what I mean, and I remember there was only a couple of Asian girls in the school, and they said, why don't you fuck off back to Spain, and I thought, but I'm, I'm English, like, you know what I mean, and things like that, like, bless them, they, bless them, like, you know what I mean, they were lovely girls, like, and I've total respect to the Asians, I mean, my daughter's married to, she's Muslim, like, my grandchildren are Muslim, a lot of my grandchildren, like, and, uh, you know, we come from gypsies and Jews, and, I mean, I think the Irish had got it it got it worse because when they discovered America the first white slaves over there were actually Irish like they were badly abused
1: Potato famine. so when when you got arrested then what
0: was it like fighting your case I I I was fucking useless I couldn't read or write or anything could I you know what I mean did you have a lawyer friend or anything yeah yeah my brother had one from London like he was he was uh, he'd done a bit of time he'd done a few years with uh, Norman Parker Mm -hmm. So uh, he, he had his script as well for his book, uh, the Parker's Tales. Mm. Norman Parker wanted to get out and get him a writer and get him. I think he got him set up for his first book, Norman Parker. Um, I could never understand Norman Parker because he was intelligent. He came from a Jewish family, and he wanted to be a gangster. But you know, it's called
1: gangsteritis. Is it? Is, yeah. Is, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: I never wanted to be. Oh, I like. I love being with the gangsters. Mm. I could never tax someone. I, I was like she says. She says you are like mama, like her uh, mum. I I don't wish no harm to people, and I love everyone. I do love you all, like even the haters. I've tried to get on with, like. But some of them are wrongings, like, and you got to break away from them, like. If you try and out too many people, well, I don't want to go back into depression, like, because I can't hold that weight around me. I can only hurt. I just help the certain people, like, like cat. You here? Where's Cad? Get him out here.
1: Don't get gangster writers, folks. Like two Tony said,
0: keep your day jobs. Keep your day jobs. What? This what? is Cad. Cad, Come here, mate. No, I'm, I'm all right. He don't. He's done 25 years, Cad. What you got to say, Cad? Yeah. Have I been a lot of fathers to you? Yeah, always have. Always will do. We we'll go back 20-odd, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He come back here. Tell him the state you was in when you come back. Oh. It was bad. He said to me... Yeah. He said to me, he's, he's, I, I, I used to look after all my kids, like... My, the wives are great. I mean, the uh, my first wife was Tracy, She was fantastic, a lovely woman. And Amanda, like... You know what I mean? You go through divorce, but it takes two of you, like... You know what I mean? I couldn't have been easy to live with, like... And uh, he stayed, he had a caravan down the bottom, I used to have about 20 or 30 caravans down the bottom, I used to, he, unbelievable, because my nan used to tell me the money's in property, you must buy property, and when I come out of prison, my dad left me a house in Church Street, and I had another bloke, uh, a Syed, he used to let the rooms out, and I was go around to it. He said, why don't you do that with your house? So a two or three bedroom, three bedroom, I'm turning into a six bedroom and I had three or four caravans outside there. That gave me enough money to buy a, a house in the, the lakes. No, I got given the lakes estate from my dad. I got a house in, in Fishermead. Then from Fishermead, Conneborough, I got another house there. I had about five or six. I couldn't even read all right. It was just that the death duty when my dad died, he kept saying, I told you I should have put the houses in your name. <laughs> and I said, dad, I couldn't take the fucking houses off you. I couldn't mug you off. Bless you, They both died in their early sixties uh, of cancer. Like, but my dad's wishes was he come back to home. I used to live next door in the big house next door. That's where I was. I was rather born in the caravan or in the house. One of the two like, and, um, and uh, um, his wishes had come back. He wanted to die, so he died in my bed up in my room. That night, I had to sleep with him. He was dead, bless him, like. Oh, Jesus, he stunk. I didn't know dead body stunk so much. But the cancer, he wouldn't give in to it, like. It was terrible. He ate my way, and he didn't want to die, like. You know what I mean? And they had to give him an overdose of... He wouldn't take. He wouldn't take the medication. Painkillers. They had to give him an overdose or whatever it is to kill him off, like. And it was a shame. My mum as well. Her last wish, wish was go back to court, like. You know what I mean? She had eight weeks, eight weeks to live, like. So I took her back to court, like. It was terrible. Where was I anyway? Fuck! I will get carried you're away. On the,
1: you're on the prison years. The on prison, the prison years. years. Yeah. Did was the? Did anyone challenge you in prison? Did you have fights?
0: Yeah, I had a few fights. Over what? Uh, well I had the wing didn't I the wing belonged to me didn't it well I thought the prison belonged to me I'll be honest like Uh, oh fuck it yeah I've got to tell you this the screws were my mates (laughs) (laughs) they were my mates so they used to look after me like you know what I mean on top of that like they knew me from the door so I could keep in control especially on visits if it kicked off on visits they had it filmed as well where I kicked off once like and I I wouldn't tolerate any shit like you know what I mean and uh he couldn't believe that Matt Legman was there because I used to tell him what wing I would want to go to to talk to so and so, and the shooting and hours I wanted to get out. I told the boys to come and see me when the five or six of them got shot. It was Tony Tony Winnick. Now he's dead. Now bless him. He didn't want to shoot them like you know, but he had a, a, one of them put an axe over his head and, uh, and nearly killed him like. And uh, I just go for the wings. Cross had to sort them out because Tony went to prison. Chalky come in. I think he was in fold. Stephen Wilson was in No. Stephen Wilson in fold. Uh, um, Mark Marsh. Oh, there's, there's Hodge. The fucking firms were coming in, like, from Ellsbury. Uh, you know what I mean? And um, I didn't really get too much. I hit a screw once, bless him, like. For what? No, he was, he was and I apologised to you, like. I love the screws. Thanks for looking after me. If you do a bit of time, boys, don't piss the screws off. Cause it's like life. You can't beat the system. Uh, you know, through life, what I've learned is be nice to people, show respect, and be loyal, like, and don't grasp people up. And try and help people. Reach out. They reach out for you. Don't take it all on, like, but just try and hand a little bit of love and respect back. Like, it's like a prison system. You can't beat the prison system. You can't beat the screws. You think you're clever giving them shit in that. I said, you know, when your letters come through or you send letters out, I had Francois from um, Two Brothers, like, they, they sent a couple of letters out, one to his girlfriend, one to his wife. But what the screws done, they they sent the let, the letters, the one to his girlfriend went to his wife, the one from his wife went to his girlfriend. And they can do all sorts of tricks, like, you know what I mean? And the screws just want a peaceful life. You get some bad boys, like, with some of the screws are bad boys, like, and, um, You can't beat the system. It's life. You can't beat life. Just try and be like, just try and be a gentleman like yourself. The kids think
1: think it's all PlayStations and gourmet food.
0: What's the most horrible things you saw in prison? Jesus. That's a a sugar and hot boiling water in someone's face. Yeah. What did that do to the face? It melted his face. It was a YP. I went and spoke to the boy before he'd done it. I knew what was going on. I said, listen, don't do this. What was it over? He said he was a grass. I said, "Listen, everyone's a fucking grass, like you know what I mean." I said, well, "I said it's stupid, like." And the boy what what done it? He got put down the block for that, like, And I kicked off for that. He should have put the, And I tried to talk him out of it, but some of them won't listen. I, I met him a few years later, uh, um, and he put sugar and, and and yeah, boiling water in his face. I got in a few fights uh, and. Um, he was down the block, and when I went down the block, he had no mattress on his bed, and his window was open. It was freezing cold, and all he had on was a t-shirt. So I went and see the 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 the, the bloke on the wing, the top bloke. I said, I said that's fucking out of order. So what do you do? He said, Well, he put he should. I said, No, he should have done that. I said, I told him, and I will give him a telling off. He should have done that, and I warned him about not doing that. Like you know what I mean? That's out of order. And I said, but I said the boy's freezing over there. Like you know what I mean? And I didn't realise they'd take the mattresses away. I quite liked the block because it was nice and peaceful, peaceful over there. Yeah. But um, the screws are good as gold with me. They're okay. I didn't give them shit. Like I hit one of them, I shouldn't have hit him. Like, but uh, in the body shot, I dropped him. What did he, he had, say? I do. He was trying to make me. He, he was. He was peeking me up to do to, the to, to beat the bench pressing. Like I think fifty kilos, fifty times, or something like that. And I wasn't really into it. I mean, Matt was up there. There was a few names up there. I did get up there at one stage. After a while, I I, I, I apologised to them all. And I thought he was just, you're doing bird, like, it's stressful, like. You're on remand. And he kept egging me, like, egging me. And I thought he was having a pop at me. So I give him a slap in the belly. He says, poor (laughs) old cat. I can't show you. (laughs) But I generally slap when I'm angry. I slap around the face. Jenny knocks him down. But um, I slapped him in the belly like a little punch, like, and he dropped to the floor and he was crawling out on his hands and knees, and he, the alarm arm went off, and they all come in, and they were trying to get me banned from the gym, like, and they 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 the, 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 the I, I was keeping everything calm. Well, I'm calm in the prison, really. I was telling you, yeah, fucking these screws. I'm saying they're all good, like, Tomo, you, you bloody screw, you yes tomo you i bought a dog off him when i cut on the out because i knew him before i went to prison and i knew him in prison and when i got out and he showed me that the fucking mail he had it was a like a pitbull Irish staffle they said it's a pitbull really he had me going like you know just like one of the gangsters or or someone fucking mugging me a traveler with a fucking dog and he showed me the dog he said it's had pups like you know so this is the male, the females had pups. He said, Do you want one? I said, Yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. And people, like, I thought, fuck it. I've come across a few before. They they don't look vicious. But um when they bite, they hang on, like. And I thought, yeah, I'll have one of them, like, I thought I'll give 20 quid. I even went around his house and he gave me it around his head. He had a beautiful girl uh, wife at the time, like, and he was screwing in Woodhill Prison. But fucking, yeah. yeah, I had it. And after a few months, it... It fucking, like, grew into a zebra. Zebra. It was fucking massive, it was. I've, I've, I was and people were saying to me, they said, did you use that dog? I said, not really. I said, I don't want it fighting, like. They said, no, in races, like, you know what I mean? As, as a, fucking, uh, um, a fucking greyhound. I said, what are you talking about? And I got back to him. I said, the fucking, the dog hasn't, it was, it was, it was actually, it was a lovely dog. I'll give it to the ex-wife and kids. We called it, um... What do we call it now? Fucking, uh, um, I forget what we called it, like. And I fooled him. I said, you can't. I said, he said, no. He said, the father wasn't a pit bull, like. He said, but the <laughs> the mother was a fucking uh, uh, a racing dog, a fucking greyhound, like. So yeah. it's turned out a greyhound. And that was a screwing pigeon, like. And the next thing, something else is happening. He's disappeared over in Spain. Yeah, you. Yeah, I had to pay for it as well. And I thought it was a, an Irish bulldog. You know what I mean, a, 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 a <laughs> pit bull, but it was a fucking a racing dog, wasn't it? Like, but it was funny, like you know what I mean. The people you'd meet in prison as well.
1: You said you had two fights, did you in prison?
0: No, I had a fight with a screw, like yeah, I had a fight, I'd, I'd, but it, it, they were quite easy. You know what I mean? They, I'd come off, this is when I got, when I went to Caesar's Palace, I'd been through it all before, like, maybe I weren't a gangster, maybe I didn't have books out, or anything, but I'd seen it all, I'd been there, and seen it all, like, so nothing, with with Caesar's Palace, was nothing new, apart from meeting, uh, um, the old man Joey Poe, the young Joey Pohl, was a lovely fella, Ricky English, total respect to you all, love you to pieces, like, uh, and, and, Lamb uh, Lambrano's were lovely, um, they were, I mean, Joey paul used to bring them over from America, gangsters from America, like like mafia, and you'd be sitting there like, and he come come and sit with us. I used to feel embarrassed like, because these 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 like film stars are that like, and, and he treated me he treated me good like, you know what I mean? I love him for it like. Didn't you end up in Harlem yourself? Harlem, yeah, god fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> I used to go up there once. We caught a train up there by mistake with my first wife in the middle of the night. But another time it was for the suits. I used to love the Harlem suits, you know what I mean? And I used to go up there, like. Is that from Harlem? That, that's from ha- This is from Harlem. Yeah, this is from Harlem. One of my Harlem suits. And I went through there. It's totally black. They're lovely people, like, you know what I mean? And I thought, shall I get out, like? Because, you know what I mean? On the bus going up there, like, it's, I got out, but as good as gold, like, you know what I mean? And uh, I went in the shop, like, hey! And some of them would walk down the street with the suits on the hats and everything like, how you doing, brother? How you doing? I thought, fuck, you don't want to be one of them. <laughs> and uh, I was never racist, so it didn't b- bother me, like wearing their suits or that. And, and um, we went past his shop. I took um, my son up there, Brandon Buster. He was a good fighter. He was a good amateur, and he was a fantastic uh, unlicensed fighter he was. And I took him up there, and we went past his shop this thing outside stall and it was like the blacks where they used to hang the blacks out of trees and everything like and I was taking pictures like he said don't take pictures dad it's disrespectful I said no if they put them up here it's for the world to see like what the cruelty they went through and they went through a lot of cruelty and it was there and also the Irish like they went through a lot of cruelty like there was a lot of white slaves over there and Harlem you know it, it, yeah, I I liked it there. They, they were lovely, respectful, like the black people there. Like, what about Houdini? But Houdini, yeah, that was the body punches I used to take. Like, my dad used to warn me about Houdini, the body punches. He said it killed Houdini. I said, how could it kill Houdini? He Used to jump in the ice, didn't he? Chained up. I said, what was that boy? Did he get hit, wouldn't it, in fucking by a shark or something in the sea? He said, no. He said, in, in years, like he. When he died, his appendix exploded, it burst because he was holding his breath and everything like. And it's the same what's happened to my solar plex. It's that's right there now. It, that should go in now and again. I push yeah. it in. It's back out there, and it's uh, he, he, he warned me and warned me and I wouldn't listen, and it it, it fucking burst the appendix, uh, the, the solar plex burst like but you should listen to you know, your grandparents and your parents at times like because if they tell you something they, they, they're old school they know they know better like I didn't see that in the tea leaves either or the, the cards <laughs> and they used to all, always tell you know what I like mean my cousin and, and my grandma was always the tea leaves she used to read the tea leaves or the cards like and I think that's why Tyson Fury he knows he's on top now like when he fought the, 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 the that fella three fights he fought him who was his name Johnny Wild, I thought, how the fuck can anyone beat him from any anywhere? He just era? bounced
1: back up like he hadn't yeah, yeah. Hit. I yeah. thought,
0: how can anyone? He's going to get knocked out, and I, I was sure he was going to get knocked out. But I wasn't expecting to bounce back up. But he must have seen that in his tea leaves or his card somewhere, like because every fight he had, he knew and he know he knows he's going to keep winning them. Like he's not only the the, the uh, 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 one of the greatest boxers in England, the well the world champion. He'll go down in history as being one of the greatest, along with Ali, Mike Tyson. Like, uh, um, we had another, Lennox Lewis was fantastic as well. He should get a bit more credit, like. But the Gypsy King now, he's not only a credit to the gypsies, he's a credit to human beings, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he said the other day, my missus got it. He said, listen to this. And he said, listen, don't ever dis—don't don't ever disrespect your wife. He said, you want to keep one person happy, it's your wife. And that's, that's my thing as well. Your best friend's your wife. You sleep with your wife. You tell your wife everything. Be sweet. Be loyal. Don't ever fuck about with your wife. Don't disrespect her, like, don't cut her up. Because, you know what I mean, she could come back at you one day. And, and and And, like, you know what I mean? If you don't... With my two wives before them, like, you know what I mean? I was half decent, so I don't disrespect them, like, you know what I mean?
1: I'm friends with all my ex-wives.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am as well. One comes round, Trace drives me mad, she does. She comes round about the boys all the time, like, and Amanda comes, but she don't come in, like, but she's over Milton Kings now. Uh, the last thing I said to her is just remember the good times we had. Like I used to take... he's never been abroad before. I took it to Disney World well with the kids. <laughs> then I took it to... From there, we went to New York. From New York, we caught a coach up to... Um, what's what's up north there? What's up north? The country, the other country. Canada. Canada, yeah. Niagara Can- Falls, all that Niagara stuff. For- yeah, we went to Niagara Falls. A Thousand Islands. We went now, Hearts Island. Mm-hmm. Then we went into... Uh, Oh, we went and all around, so like so. Toronto. Oh, yeah. And it was all a co- coach trip. Then I took her to, um, it's crazy because I could barely read all right. Yeah. When I used to get depressed, I said, What am I going to do? Uh, you've everything goes for your mind. Just catch a plane miles away, like, and, and it'd be Cuba. Like, went to Cuba and it was great because the Spanish I learned in Spain, I could talk to the Cubans. So I could get on along with the Cubans, like, or even Thailand or, all of Africa. And I used to get a plane anywhere. And I used to ask people all the time for direction. What do you do? What do I do here? And I, one time I went to see the missus. She was in... Uh, Nanette! Where did you work? Dubai, wasn't it? Dubai, yeah. Dubai. <laughs> I went to Dubai. I got a plane to... Well, we had to go somewhere first, then to Dubai. And uh, when I got down, she looked stunning. She looked beautiful. Like She worked there for the Arabs, like. And uh, I said, how long have you been waiting here? She said, two days or something like or two nights or something like that. She said, they let me come early like, and I thought, oh, bless her like, and she looked so beautiful like, and, and we got a hotel, got a taxi. Taxis are cheap because the petrol is cheap, the they're always cheap over there. And she took me around the, the, the tallest building in the world and um, um, the biggest aquarium in the world and... Oh, she took me around. It was beautiful, like you know what I mean. And she used to work, she used to babysit, like and teach the kids English. And while she was teaching them English, she's she's practically fluent in a rate. Uh, What's that language you speak, darling? Oh, she speaks loads of it. Wow, she's a simple girl. You wouldn't think, but she's so intelligent, like. And she'd be talking Arabic, and then she would talk uh, in her own language, different dialects every island we go to, like. And it was it was something else like so if you ever get depressed out there and you feel like Harry Carey or just blowing your head off, get a ticket to America or Africa or Middle East and go out and see the world like and that depression will go like it will disappear. Mind you, when I come back, I caught the wrong plane back and ended up in Turkey and the hours had gone back. So everything was fucked up, wasn't it? Like? <laughs> so you do get on the wrong plane now and again and you do make mistakes. But I got home eventually, like, you know what I mean? And I've seen a bit of the world. I've been out there and it's beautiful, like. Philippines is lovely. It reminds me of Spain like it was in the 60s. And they, they all speak a tiny bit of Spanish with the Filipino.
1: What do you say to the young people in Norma, just to finish who've got gangster writers.
0: Don't get, don't please, don't go there boys. Don't, my mates are, my mates are, I love my mates to pieces. Some of them are, are proper hardy gangsters, like, you know what I mean? Some are not hardy gangsters. Uh, and uh, and the, the old man Joey Poe, he was proper, but he never got me involved And in, if it's a proper gangster, they'll, they'll say no, don't go there. Like, you know, even Dave Courtney, like, he never got me involved in, 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 in the dirty things, like the naughty things, like, and he's always been a. He always get a phone call off him, like I do. Live, Dave. I know he's upset a few people, but it, it, if you're going to do business with a gangster, expect you know what I mean. You could get ripped off, you know what I mean. You know, you could get your house burnt down, and worse than that, you know. Don't go that way, like if you can get a job and your education. Education's the way forward. Without education. We're nothing like, you know what I mean? Lucky i got an educated wife, so I've gone on in life. Show the parrot, darling. Bring the parrot here. So, gangsteritis ends in the prison, police, and death. But Yeah, yeah. In, in the prison, like, I left my, my demons behind in the prison, like, you know what I mean? I started going scat, scatty towards the end. I don't think it was spirits, like the evil spirits getting in the head. I think I created a person like what I had to become to deal with nasty people. Bring the <laughs> parrot here, darling. Put it on my own. Oh. Oh. Got the cat here anyway.
1: So, Norman, is there anything like you want the viewers to check out, like your book or anything?
0: Matt Legg. Yeah, chat Matt, Jack, we'll Matt put, Le- We're
1: going to put Matt Legg's channel in the description box below this video. And I'm my awesome. mate
0: from up north, he was in trouble that time when Joey called me out. Goblet! Steve Rafe. Steve Rafe. I like we'll oh, and Steve, the tax man. I like the tax man Brian as well. Brian Crockwell. We've had him Brian on- Crockwell. Oh, he's lovely. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Brian, even from Ellsbury, I'd have uh, people saying, like, can you have a word with Brian? Like, I was going, who is he? He's, he's up north, like, you know what I mean? I said, let me do some homework on him. And uh, I, I watched a couple of his fights. Uh, he was a fucking great amateur, you know? Yeah. He was a good amateur. I don't know why he didn't turn pro. He was like a. I'm not. I'm not telling you. You know what I mean. Uh, any porky pies. What I see of him, he was like a Muhammad Ali. Like picking
1: cars up, wasn't he? One of those videos. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's
0: when he went into bodybuilding. Yeah. But I think I think he could have been a legend in the boxing world. Because mm. when I I sized him up and I thought I wouldn't like to box him. Like you know what I mean. He, he's he, the fella couldn't touch him. Every time he threw a punch, he just. he was like Muhammad Ali he just backed off. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Moved about and he was he was fucking, what a great boxer. And that was, you know what I mean? And I knew in the boxing world, then, uh, then, uh, then, 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 then few boys would t- talk about him. Like he, he did pick up cars and it was, uh, yeah. And he could take a hiding so, like me as so, well. So strong. with we'll Lee Duffy as well. So we'd be beating each other up all fucking night. Wouldn't we, me and him?
1: <laughs>
0: but he was about, you know, he was, uh, he, he was, uh, I said, no, no. I said, uh, I'll give that one a miss, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think it was uh, Frankie, Frankie Ross. I was saying about my mate here, like, he he used to live down the back here. I was just talking about him. He'd come here and he was fucked. He, he said, Norman, have you turned me away? And I had a house full of kids. I used to look, about five or six kids. Mm-hmm. I looked at him, like, it he was like a Matt Leg or a Steve Francis, like. He, and I said, I'm chancing it, mate, but I'm telling you now, like, you, you've got to come off the shit, like. And for months and months, he was just stuck in his bedroom. Like, he's going and taking food and, and everything. And uh, he's been with me ever since. Like, you know what I mean? That's great. He, he's even stopped drinking alcohol now. Mm-hmm. He's a lovely geese, but if he got a drink in him, like, he want to fight the world, like, you know. Yeah. And I was going, you, you got, I said, you got kids back up north. And you're going to have to start traveling back and thinking about your children there, like, you know. But um, sometimes you take a chance on someone. And they pay you back like Matt Leg. They pay you back, and mm. like my mate Air Cad, he 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 looks after me. He's good as god. He might. That's why Nanette don't mind him. Like mm. she says, like you know what I mean. He's there, and he, he looks after. you. He looks after the kids as well, mm. and uh, I give him a chance, and um, it, it's paid me back for the rest of the life, isn't it? Like you know what I mean. Mm. And what a chance to take. I knew if I let him in the door, what what could happen? Like you know what I mean. And I've even had the old Bill, like, come around, there looking for him. And I said, no, Cad, I said, you know, he comes and goes, like, they said, well, you know, I said, listen, the, the, the fella come to the door, like, he, I said, he used to be here years ago, like, and he, he went back to Hartlepool, and um, I said, he was a lovely fella, like, you know what I mean? And I said, he's come back, and I said, if I turned him around, I said, he walked from Milton King's in the soaking rain, like, it's about 25 miles <laughs> and I said he would be dead light. Like. I said I took a chance, and I said he doesn't even drink now. You know what I mean? He, he's uh, he's a lovely fella. Like sometimes you've got to take a chance with people.
1: That's it, isn't it? You've got to take a chance. You've got people. to change when they're, when they're in a bad place. Yeah, yeah. And, and focus yeah, on yeah. the positive qualities yeah. and, and hope it comes out. And that's that's really heartwarming What you've said.
0: I've, I've taken. A, I mean, Billy Joe, my son's wife, uh, uh, Lisa, moved up to Liverpool. Like. And she was in all sorts of trouble when I used to work down the Agora in Wolverton. And I took her on, like, and uh, that's how we got Billy Joe come along, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she was in all sorts of trouble, like, and I got attached to her. I shouldn't have got attached to her. I should have just helped her on and moved her on, like, so. But it was a bonus. I got a kid out of it as well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes people, people, and she is her husband, she was in trouble with her husband, and. He's scared of me and, and, you know what I mean? And, oh, all mixed up and everything. And it, it can cause trouble. So you got, you just got to use your common sense, like, you know what I mean? If it's going to be too much trouble, let it go, like. But you give it a chance and if it works out, then it works out. But some people, like, you know, I have boys from prison that still come around the house, mm. knock me up. they go, going, all right. Mm. It was a, a, a one over in uh, island. Oh, I forget his name now. He comes, but oh, I had some good friends. He's Australia. He's gone. Uh, um, Charlie, uh, not Charlie Bronson. Charlie, no, Charlie Bronson was the, the bloke in prison. Charlie. Oh, so I can call him. Was it Charlie Broxon's the one in prison, wasn't Still he? In yeah. prison, yeah. Yeah, He's no,
1: coming up for 40, 50 yeah. years, isn't Charlie he?
0: Charlie Johnson, Charlie Johnson. Charlie Johnson. He was a great, great welterweight over in Bletchley Walls. He contacts me now and again. And he could hit. He was like he was like another um Tyson, Tyson Mike Tyson he was like. And I when I used to spy of him like his dad used to get us down there. And it's going, look, go hard on him or go, you know what I mean? They used to get us really having a tear up. He says, you're bringing out the best of him, like. And it was like being hit in the head by a brick, like, you know what I mean? And he used to knock everyone out. But he'd gone up the pub and got in a fight with someone. They'd, a gang of Northerners pulled the knives out and stabbed him up and caught his liver. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he couldn't box again, like. Right? But he's over, I think he's over Australia or, or down. What's a little place called? What a lot of the English New go Zealand. to New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. and I wish him all the luck and love in the world. There was a few boys with old sparring partners, like there was Mighty Mo Smithers from Bletchley Royals. You know, I totally loved him. Like he was a lovely fella. Ray Lewis, I think he's gone over there, Australia, New Zealand. He's moved over. Dell Brown's still about. Dell Brown was a fan. He could have gone a long, long way. And there, there was always the um the brothers um. Bennett's Neville Bennett Barry Bennett and Derek Bennett and they were great boxers like I had fantastic I mean they all went uh, I mean Barry uh, um (coughs) Barry was a professional boxer Ray Lewis was in the ABAs he always I don't know if he got to the finals he always won the ABAs Del Brown was always going these these are all ABAs fighters So I was in with the best when I was sparring, always in with the best boys, like. And when I come out, I used to have the gypsy boys used to come down here. One was only 15 years old, trying to take me out for three rounds. So, um, and his dad was telling him off. He said, stop trying it. I said, no, let him go, like. I knew he was burning himself out. So I turned it around in the fourth and the fifth, and he said, no more. He just quit, like, you know. (laughs) And uh, I said, how old are you, son? And he was 15 years old. Wow. And his dad had brought him down here to spa with me. And he was quite chuffed with it, like, you know what I mean? And I said, why don't you get down the Boxing Club? I didn't down uh um Paddy Duran, he was, the Duran brothers. He had another one, uh, uh Jimmy and Johnny Duran. And they they were fantastic, but his dad said I said, "Why don't you get him through his medical?" I said, "He'd be a great boy." He said, "No, the boys want to travel the world, like them." Him. But now they're one, two of them are over in America, and one of them's over in Australia, and they they've got loads of work. They've really done well for themselves, like so. Like his dad said, he could have turned pro and lost a few fights, won a few fights, or not made it at all. But they've made it in the business mind, and these is great how the travellers get on in life. You know what I mean? Absolutely fantastic, like you got to admire them. And a lot of the Asian people come over, and they used to take stick in the sixties and seventies, and they they're doing really well for themselves now. And of course, of course, first of all, it was the Irish, what used to take a lot of shit off the English, like you know what I mean. And they're all married in, like, and one day it'll be a mixed world. We'll all be, we'll all be tanned up, probably a bit of a tan, you know. It'll be European, asia European, Asian, European. Then I think within a few hundred years, maybe a five hundred years, it will be black, Asian, European. So Europe will be the world mixed in, like you know what I mean. And I'm sure everything will get better in the world. It will get easier. We've been
1: doing a bit with Dougie Joyce and Dean Lynch Ward promoting the 3D Fight Club in Manchester. Oh yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've you've, you've, not, you've done stuff with the Joyce family over the years, haven't you?
0: Paul Joyce, I, I went there with Matt, thought Paul Joyce. That's it, yeah, that was a fight, yeah. wasn't it? Jesus Christ, I felt like jumping in, and I thought, fuck that, they had a crowd there as well. But they're, they're best of friends, Matt Legg and yeah. Paul Joyce. But I was watching him, and, and the bloke is something else, you know. He, he How he didn't become like Tyson Fury, I don't know. And the speed of him for such a big lad. He was only yeah. 19, and he must have been going 20 stone, 21 stone. A good six foot six he must have been yeah and 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 the first round, I felt sorry, i felt I wanted to grab his ankle, I know mm. it's cheating, but Probably the gypsy in me, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Paul Joyce's ankle is he's, he's in a corner, like, to slow him down, like, to <laughs> make him triple something. But they would have murdered me for it. I know they, they would, would have done, them. like. Yeah, they yeah. would have killed me yeah. for it, like. So I didn't. And I felt sorry for Matt because I brought him into the fight game. Yeah. And he was fighting some good travellers, like, you know what mm. I mean? And this man was a giant of a man, like. Total respect to the man, like. Yeah. How he's not up there with Mike Tyson, like. But he's another one, like. The family, obviously had businesses I think it was pave pave slabbing and all that stuff mm-hmm. just like Paddy Duran with his he wanted his kids to go abroad and do everything they had different roads like one in a million like as a boxer you can make it like I mean it, last night was Fingabob's someone it like who, who was it now It was last night boxing last night You've, you Eubanks yeah, Junior. He got he got stop blessing really? like, you know what I mean. I thought he was going to be there like his dad like, but mm. it's a shame boxing can end that way. Mm. It can end nasty, and sometimes you, you can end up drunk, and you, you sometimes you can get that 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 gangster whatever it's called like gangster writers. So you know, and a lot of the travellers can see a bigger picture out there like you know. But Paul Joyce, I thought, I thought, um, I thought. Jesus Christ. He was only a kid at nineteen as well. And I I uh, I wouldn't have liked to boxed him. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking Matt. Matt could have a row, you know? Seriously.
1: And he's such a gentleman as well. And he's
0: such a lovely that's what I see in prison with him like. And I said, it's not like that out in the world, mate. I said, yeah. I said, Where'd you fancy being gang ranked by a gang of fucking junkies like on steroids? I said, That's what's happening out there in the world. I said, look, mix of the gangsters, like, turn a boxer, like, they'll respect you for it, like. Mm-hmm. I said, don't become a gangster. But I said, you like me, you like being with them, you feel comfortable with it in the company. I said, that's okay, like, you know. I said, but don't, just be careful, son, like. Because I said, listen, the last fellow, you know, he reached out for my help, ended up getting taken up the woods and shot dead, like. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm, t- I'm trying to help you. And he listened to everything. And, uh he's alive now and I'm grateful and I'm over the moon with it like he's got a lovely woman and she something about her like she's something spiritual about her like she picks up on things and 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 I can just see the beauty in her like lovely and she'll just be right with Matt like I mean his wife and his girlfriends before were beautiful as well but um you know, it's come later on in life and now it's his chance to get on in life. I mean, he's doing what you guys are doing and I wish you guys all the best luck in the world. Like. And I think he's going to be successful because the bloke, I, I took him to go and see when he was, he was a youngster. He was, he was in all sorts of problems. Like he he, 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 his future was disgusting as well. Like he had a bad, bad, bad things coming. So I took him to see a fella off the market. Like he, he spoke about him and, uh, a little while while ago on on camera, like, and he couldn't believe. He said, "Norman, he said, how does he know about all all, all what's going to happen?" Like, I said, he's tipping you off. Obviously, these things are going to happen, but you know it's coming, mate. So you're going to be ready for it. Like, mm-hmm. so be aware. He said, "What really?" And there was, you know, he might have even taken his own life, but there was people around him. What what's going to end up in prison or dead? Like, and he got he got told this. And he, he stuck to it. And every time I see him, like, I said, he's still with these people, like, I said, you need to break away, mate. And, uh, he couldn't believe what happened, like, but he got told a bit of the future and he believed what he got. And, and he, he fucking come true as well. What was worse? I mean, I'm no fortune teller. I don't know what's coming wrong. It's just that I, I knew. And that's just what I said to him, like, you know what I mean? The people are suffering depression. They want to commit suicide. Their spirits, out there what will help you you just got to be guided you got to find these spirits and you got to listen to them there's bad spirits as well like but you just pick up on the good spirits mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll guide you the right way you got to remember like you got to be kind you got to reach out you got to just try and be good in life like you know what i mean go straight education's the way forward with all that like you won't go wrong becoming a gangster you're mixing up with the wrong lot mate you know what I mean especially what's going on in the 80s what was going on I was, I, was, I was after talking to Freddie Foreman like I said it's changed <laughs> I said at least there was a tiny bit of dignity there even with the craze okay. you know they did go off the rockers like you know what I mean but um I mean what Ronnie done it was his business his own time like you know what I mean but you know he wouldn't go out there and bloody torture and rape and gang rape blacking boys. this what I mean. It was it was different in the eighties. Like no disrespect for the craze, like you know what I mean. Or mm. or admire them as boxers. Like they were schoolboy champions. That's like ABA champions. Uh, as uh, and they they were great fighters. Like you know what I mean. They did try and keep the, everything in trim. Like they did tax people. Like it was a bit naughty. And they'd done some naughty things. But, you know what I mean, they they were a firm from London, would stick out from everyone else, like, you know what I mean? And uh, I'd like to say in the days, back in the 60s, when I used to go up to London Spitfield Market, I met your man, was it Ray Hill? Ray Hill. He, I loved him, he was lovely, like. And the, when you can hear the, the big boys gossip, like, they would gossip, like. And you could hear see what they're talking about, the craze. But it'd go quiet, it's craze, yeah. You know, the craze, yeah and you could you could try and let, and I used to try and wig ear, wig ear, listen to it like, go on, oh, fuck off, go on, get out of here, <laughs> and uh, it was great, but that was the respect they had, they were feared, I mean really feared, and these days people talk about them like they're trash, you know, but even I can remember them when they were feared like, you know, but I'm not saying what they'd done was wrong, a lot of things they'd done was wrong, but you know, it's, uh. Manny Clark was another fellow I sang about with. You know Manny Clark? Mm. He, he's still fighting now, he is, Manny Clark. I remember he said to meet me in a pub in uh, in, in uh, Hemel Hempstead. Was it Hemel Hempstead? Yeah. I'm sure he's from Hemel. Yeah, he's from Hemel. And I went in this pub. And can you remember the 70s, the films in the 70s? There was um, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. And oh, there was I Angel I watched Eyes. In with my dad. Can you remember Angel Eyes out of it? Angel eyes, you see, to have those blue eyes. Blue eyes. Used to stare, mm-hmm. didn't they? And the the, the 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 good, the bad, and the, the the ugly at the grave graveyard, where they're all shooting each other yeah. and stuff like that. Anyway, I walked into this pub. He asked me to meet him there, like. And um, this fella was staring at me, like he was sitting on a stool, like his eyes are like that, like and I thought oh, that's a bit spooky, like you know. And I walked in the pub and I sat down, like and he. Down again he'd look over like I thought fuck me what's his problem like you know what I mean and he had to stare about him like and um Manny come in he went up to him talked to him come over to me I said what's up with your fucking old what's up with the old boy over there like he said that's nah, my dad he thought you'd come in to do him like oh. it was um G- um, George Clark yeah Manny Clark's dad mm. he was a, a big boy from London he'd just moved down there and uh it was great meeting those sort of people, like you know what I mean. Manny was a good mate. Like I used to work with Manny. I took him on the tours of me when I used to do groups. He might have been there with the sunrise with the raves. I worked over Chesham. What was a big club over in Chesham? Oh, he's going to kill me now because I can't remember the club now, like. But um, stages, that's it. The big club over stages. I used to knock about with him a lot, and. Uh, he um I think he buried the craze. He didn't kill the craze, but he looked after Ronnie Cray's uh, coffin overnight, along with Dave Courtney and everyone like you know, but um, the people I've met over the years has been fantastic in total respect to them, like you know what I mean, and uh now I've got a good wife, and I'll, I'll sit back, I wouldn't change my life because you know, I believe if you keep things sweet like good things can come, and you know sometimes they come late in life and that's what I've got to tell people, like, you know what I mean, you've got to be patient in life, you might take it up the arse or get slapped all your life, or get spat in and kicked, like, you know what I mean, but one day it will turn around, like, you know what I mean, it's terrible, because some people are just, like, my dad was a beautiful man, but he was born to suffer, like, always, always, you know, hard work, you know what I mean, working all the time to keep the mortgage on the house, and it was, it was all the hours under the sun he used to work. And it was terrible, like, you know, some people have nothing but bad luck. But you've got to still try in life. You've still got to be positive and just try and get along, like, you know. Some people don't. They they take it up the arse all their life. Then they the last minute they turn around and just turn evil and nasty and spiteful, like, you know what I mean? And that's where the devil gets hold of you and turns you like got to be positive in life try and out people and good things will come but even if it don't like the next life it will come like you know what i mean we we all got to go to that court in the sky ain't we Was it judgment day we all got to go there at the end like you know and um we've got to put our hands up to a few things like and uh i used to think well, my nan used to do the tea leaves and my aunt used to do the tea well my cousin used to do the tea leaves how can they see in the future? How, how, how is that possible, like? And I wonder if our future's already written out for us. I was inside, and he was a, a, a Turkish fella, and he'd, he'd kidnapped and killed someone, like. You know what I mean? It's Turks quite nasty, like. And he said he was a lovely fella, and he said he, some of them, my best friends were lifers, like. You know, they made a mistake. We were all in there to be punished, like. You know what I mean? And uh, it was none of my business, like. And he says, I'm getting punished in life now. i did do the rest of my life in prison. He said, but when I die, I'll go to hell and get punished again, like. And I was thinking, listen, mate, sometimes your life's already written out. You can't change. It's just that the lucky people realise you can change your life for the better, like. But you've just got to hope and pray, like. You've got the spirits there. You've got, you know, you got that good luck. And it's nice to see successful people. I mean, people like Tyson Fury, like, I think he's great. You know what I mean? And and, uh, I envy him, but I envy him because he's lovely (laughs) and he's great. But um, I couldn't be jealous as I couldn't hate someone because they're rich and famous and all that. You know what I mean? I think they're great because they're rich and famous film stars. People should encourage
1: people, not be jealous.
0: No, they should encourage people, like, you know what I mean? Put a bit of love out there. You know Mm. what I mean? bit of respect mm-hmm. it goes a long way and it don't cost nothing does it no don't cost nothing at all like
1: well Norman huge thank you for telling us your story parrot.
0: Um, can you get a parrot over? Get can we, the parrot over can we get the
1: parrot over no. can we get the parrot over if you're watching this all the links will be no. in the description box
0: yeah. you know what?
1: for yeah. Matt Legg's channel for Norman's book also our sponsor Coro 5% discount true crime UK links are going to be down there as well. We're bringing over the parrot yeah, right man. now. Got to watch. Oh, here we go! Flies Look at this beautiful fly. bird. Wow, wow, that's that's going to be a good thumbnail picture, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, it's gone. what we could do is we could get a picture of you separate, separate yeah. with it. Oh. thanks, Norman. Cheers, Cheers mate you, yeah. Thank you. It's Cheers. been lovely, gents. Yeah, yeah thank you. Chet Sandu's book is finally available worldwide on Amazon. He's one of our most viral podcast guests ever. The book is called Self Made, Juice Paid An Asian Kid Who Became an International Drug Smuggling Gangster. Do you want to read some of the back, Jen? Yeah, go the blurb. In 1999,
0: Chet Sandu was arrested at gunpoint in Alicante Airport for smuggling the largest quantity of illicit pharmaceutical drugs in Spanish history. Interesting. Overnight, he went from living in the shadows of the Costa Del Crimes underworld to being labelled a notorious supervillain in the international press. Incarcerated alongside murderers, rapists and terrorists in a super maximum security wing. He had to navigate a world of murderous knife fights, prison breaks, drug taking and high stake power plays. Good bedtime, rude.
1: In Self-Made Juice Paid Learn, how a British-born Asian kid with disabilities, raised in a corner shop, emerged as a protector of his family from racist thieves and hooligans, be prepared to be entertained, informed and offended by Chet's no holes barred account of raves, drugs, bodybuilding, entering the fashion industry, did you know that he dated Kylie Minogue and Naomi yes. Campbell? You know, latest interview. <laughs> Working the doors and life in one of the world's deadliest places to be incarcerated. If you enjoyed Chet's podcast series with us, there's a lot more detail in the book. Check it out. Worldwide on Amazon ebook, paperback, and audiobook.